Welcome to Buffy Boyfriends. We're boyfriends talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm Sam. I'm Mike. I am the superfan. And I am the Buffy Virgin. So true. It, uh, what an apt way to explain yourself in this very uh, sexually charged episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, it feels like that seems to be an underlying current to a few of these season one Um, We'll see if it continues. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, when the teacher... Oh, you know. You're just making a joke. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and the beautiful chortling you heard uh, just now in, uh, in the guest microphone across the room uh, was one of our wonderful guests. Actually, the owner of the home we sit within. Uh, you know, I'm sure she's giving me a look sort of like, I don't actually own, I rent here. Um, but it is how I feel when I come here. Because she really makes every space her own that she resides in. Uh, let's bring her in, Alex Conti. Hello, I will make your house a home. Hire me. She's the home maker. Is that a is that a a genuine offer? Um, if the money's there, yeah. If HGTV is listening, I'm her agent. (laughs) And her agent, who is also on mic, uh, is named Joe McMahon. Hi, everybody. Was so excited to be here. Yeah, love. These are actually my favorite boyfriends in the room right now. So, (laughs) well, that's actually really big of you to say since you're seated next to a boyfriend. You could say that. That you could say that I am sitting next to a boyfriend. But technically, my boyfriend's not here. Yeah, so he doesn't exist anymore. Maybe we'll have to have a, a double date episode someday. Whoa. <laughs> that has, sounds so fun for you guys. Has, has thine boyfriend seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Well, good question. I'm pretty sure yes. Okay, really really eat that mic up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll I mean, we welcome, I mean, Buffy virgins and Buffy sex fiends on uh, Buffy Boyfriends. They do on this uh, episode. Oh Oh, yeah, I don't even think we said what episode this is. We're talking season one, episode six, The Pack. I would say among the the more iconic season one episodes. Retweet. Yeah, um, I've only seen Buffy through like halfway through season two because I was binging it a couple months ago and Mm -hmm. I remember The Pack really being like a seminal episode very important things change. Girl, tone like. shift. Tone shift occurs. It's giving tone shift. It's giving tone shift. Mike, were you feeling anything different in this episode? It kind of just seemed really wild and out of the blue. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> the studio. The glassware is not safe. <laughs> no, but the studio is gorgeous. Well, yeah, let's not break it. We're not going to break anything in the studio. It's sounding too late over there. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice anything really shifting plot-wise. It just kind of felt like the same status quo. But was like... It, was I watching the same episode as everybody else? Am I allowed to talk about what happens in the episode at this point? Or do we go... Oh, yes. Or, I mean, okay. whatever. So it's like, this is the first episode where they like literally eat a person. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this show is nuts. Yeah, people pe- can die. People are dying, like things are happening, and like people are being possessed, Mama. Like the stakes are here. But they've been killing people since the pilot, right? Am yeah. I misremembering? No, you're, you're not. Right. But you're absolutely right. I feel like this is the first time we've seen we've, someone who we've known for multiple episodes has perished. Oh yeah, R.I.P. 
Principal Flutie. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert for later in the episode. Wow, now you're doing the spoiler <laughs> alert. Well, you say it all the time, it gets stuck in my head. We also, wow, it's just like, I think he really just connected with the students. Like, he was like one of the good principals, except for some, you know, hiccups with Buffy entering the school. Was he after her or am I misremembering? Every principal is. After Buffy. Yeah. yeah. He was he was on both sides, you know, really towing the line. Like, sometimes he better was ones. supporting her, but... I mean, we really only got introduced to two or three teachers who aren't Giles. Mm. Uh, and, like, he... And one of them was a praying mantis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, not to eulogize him too early, but he really, you know, it was revealed he was showing her permanent record to the teachers, which probably shouldn't have been happening. Mm. Uh, and I just, I feel like he was really hyper-focused on her faults. Yeah, so I guess not so much R.I.P., yeah, kind of a gatekeeper to Buffy's. And you'll really feel free to le- Emma Watson lean in over the mic. I'm leaning in. I'm uh, playing pickleball and I'm leaning in. <laughs> Forgot. Yeah, you guys watched the pickleball thing. How was that? Emma kind of stole the show, but she they ate. Lost. She practiced. She lost. Yeah. <laughs> the news she came, she saw, she conquered. Yeah. It was she fun. ate. She practiced. She lost. But I'm not here to talk about pickled. We're not here to talk about pickled. We are here to talk about Buffy. Dodge. Yeah. Dodge. Ball. Um, Dogs. Yeah. So before we get into that, uh, like the episode as a whole, we do do a couple things here on Buffy Boyfriends. We talk about who wrote the episode. Come on. Uh, we spoke about them last episode. They are two of the story editors on season one of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was a pair of writers. Matt Keen and Joe Rankenmeyer, Rank okay. Rankmeyer, uh, and they worked on 110 episodes of what's that show called Andromeda, which I've never seen a single frame of. Well, venture to say I've never heard of it. Yeah, but there were 110 episodes of it, and we cannot take that away from them. No, they that's wrote a every trial. single episode. They consulted on every single episode. That's a triumph. Giving small business. Wow. How can I consult Giving on big a TV business. episode? That yeah. sounds like a good job for me. I'd love to know. I want to consult. I don't want to do the work. I need to see the. I need the material. And this episode was directed by um, the same guy who wrote. Or I mean, who directed the Praying Mantis episode. Uh, one of his eight credits on Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a director. Wow. Okay, so he's really into the non-vampire supernatural creatures. Yeah, they bring him True. in for the sci-fi. The monster freaks. of the week. Yeah. He doesn't know how to film the vampire. Yeah. And this guy, it's Bruce Seth, Bruce Seth Green, no related to, no relation to Seth Green. Um, he, you know, he directed a couple things of other things, like one episode of Gilmore Girls. Uh, he directed Jack and Jill. Not oh. the Adam Sandler movie, just oh. sh- an episode of a TV show called Jack and Jill. Okay, well, I was obviously I thinking like of the that, Adam obviously. Uh, do you think they bring him in as a ringer, or do you think he does so bad on his one episode that they never invite him back? No, he directed eight episodes. So of they, season one? No, of season one and two. Okay, cool. That's not that many episodes. No, but that's formative Buffy years. <laughs> he helped lay the groundwork for Buffy. Yeah. He True. was here when we needed, like, a twist episode, a weirdo, like, sort of genre-esque episode. Yeah, and I feel like he did a better... I feel like this was a better episode than Teacher's Pet, the Praying Mantis episode. Yes, but not by much. <laughs> Maybe he sees himself as the zoologist in this episode. I don't want. I don't think anyone should want to see themselves as the zoologist That's in this episode. That's what I'm episode. saying. It's a bad vibe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that the directing of this episode was on point. Bruce, Seth Green, go off. It was pretty cool. He said, do not talk. Communicate with your eyes. Okay, (laughs) this script had to have been 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And then they had to make a bunch of montages. They said. (laughs) Pulling (laughs) pulling string in front of your face. But they were like, it'll be really like sexy and evil and violent and eating things. So it's like, we don't need a lot. Just sort of go with it, girls. But like... Yeah, you know, I like the three minutes of just scary silence because the music was giving. That's how you make a horror movie work. It's like the music and true. they were utilizing. Because I felt like they did that. Like they, they did like four or five wordless montage or like just because the, there was a dodgeball. There was the everybody walking around the zoo. There was the hyenas ro- ro- roaming around the school. There was a really long scene in that park with that lady and so yeah. this was all direction. There was nothing on the page for that. Yeah, no. they were improvising. They brought it to life. It was it was giving. Um, our below the line spotlight for this week is Todd McIntosh, who was the in the makeup department, the Work. head of the makeup department. I was trying to figure out who would have done the offensive face paint uh, for the hyena man in the end of the episode, and we ultimately landed on it, the makeup artist over the special effects makeup artist. Who knows? Um, and he it was has, a lot. So this is a negative spotlight God, on this guy. I mean, just sort of like you know, we are putting the spotlight on, and the audience can decide how they wish, positive or negative. I think we should try to sway our audience to our <laughs> line of thinking. Okay, I agree with Feel you free. guys. Should do that. This is our podcast. Well, why don't you sway them? Persuasion. Uh, this episode had. You know, weird, racist, (laughs) African folklore (laughs) with this white zoologist wanting to steal the superpowers from the Maasai people. Sure. Absolutely. It was very, very strange. And as somebody commented while we were watching, there was maybe one black background actor in the entire episode. Pretty fucked up. I agree. Like the um, and really get in on that. right, really, really getting in on that mic. I agree. Like uh, the historical accuracy of the Maasai reference, definitely problematic, weird, and also notice that Giles quoting the Malleus Maleficarum. Bitch, I've read it. He there's nothing in there about well, kind of, but not really about the demonic possession or whatever. I'm what is saying. this? When he was reading up on hyenas, he was like, But like, what is that? Is what oh, I'm this saying. is a real book? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. They oh, would yeah. make up a fake book for Buffy. <laughs> no, it, the Mali, it's like the witch hunting Bible of the Middle Ages. It was like the second book printed after Stop the Bible. pounding on that table. You're absolutely right. I'm passionate. I know. And, and, you know, actually, just to call it out, Joe and I did used to do a podcast together called Word on the Street. Right, right. So I'm pretty familiar with yeah. Joe's you, podcasting tics. You do love a <laughs> tapping with your fingers on the table. Absolutely. ASMR of it's sorts. A, yeah, it's, you're sort of getting a 4D experience. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a... Soundscape. W- very that. This terrible man wrote a book about witch hunting, but, like, he was weird, and, like, it just became the most printed book after the Bible, because, like, the printing press had just been invented, so it's kind of blamed for the witch trials at large in Europe and the quote-unquote new world, mama. (laughs) 
But yeah, it's a real book and it has a bunch of insane shit in it. But and there's a little bit about like demonic possession and incubi and shit, but but nothing about the Maasai people. Nothing about the Maasai or hyenas. I thought and shit. you said, oh wait, there was a little bit. There is a little bit, like okay, so you're lying. about demonic like possession. I mean, like they talk about how you know, like the devil, like will make witches. Like okay, so what said. So good when you get close to the mic. Yeah, you know. So, um. Like the reference was there, but I was like, "This could be a reach." I mean, they're they're using a book. I was like, "Okay, work." They're using a book. They're using a book. They did use a book. We'll we'll say that. They need to go look up some stuff. He said, "I'm gonna go look stuff up in my books." Jal said that, right? I love, yeah. Um, and so for our below the line spotlight this episode, I mean, there were so many. There were four. Buffy's makeup was good. Oh, yeah. I mean, their makeup, it looks good in most of the episodes. I feel like the costuming is where, you know, people might fall under some question marks every once in a while. Sure. Um, and there, we will talk. Uh, okay, but th- there were, there were th- like, four people in this episode who we had never seen before. The members of the pack. And then, I mean, there were other nerds or whatever that they bullied. But we, no. we, we don't care about them. We were latched pretty strongly on to this woman who is the woman in the pack. With the short red hair. Green uh, eyes. And sort of like the, what's the word, like, right-hand woman to Xander as Alpha. Yeah, she was the right-hand woman to Xander as Alpha. Yeah, that's the word. Is that Um, the word? Word. That's the word we're going with. And this is an actress by the name of Michael McCrane. Otherwise known as Lady Michael McCrane. Yeah, or now sometimes Nikki as well. Um, Her most recent role was in 2002, a movie called Luster. Her role as Orgy Girl. Proud of her. Um, (laughs) Iconic. And she was credited as Mickey McCrane. Wow. She's uh, really playing around with her names, and I like that. She has a lot of names. She After this episode of Buffy, she did five episodes of High Incident, Ooh. and then a couple more roles before stopping acting, and we looked her up, and we found she's a real estate developer or something now. Yeah, it looks like she does real estate in California. As someone who doesn't really know California geography very well, I'm pushing for her to be on Selling Sunset next season. <laughs> more. Um she I think she has anything. the pedigree. She's been on TV before. That seems to be important for the casting of that show. <laughs> She's got kind of an insane name, which is great. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Um, but she only has 60 connections on LinkedIn. So... It only takes one. It doesn't seem like she's looking for that kind of mm. stardom. Right there could be a hundred connections in the room. <laughs> there could be a hundred connections on my LinkedIn profile. And 99 of them are my dad. <laughs> 99 of them won't endorse you. Right. Oh. Except Bradley Cooper will. <laughs> I'm going to go on and endorse her for her acting skills. Did you send her a request? Listen, Not yet. She ate, I, I like this... She could do anything, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, she sold it. But I will say, not as much as the other hyena with the blonde highlights. He really fucking sold it. I don't remember him, so what does that say? I don't know, but to me, he was selling it. He was like, you know... Selling Sunset (laughs) Hyena Park or something, girl. It was hyena-esque. Let me see. I'm trying to figure out which one he was. Maybe Brian Gross or... Was it Kyle or Tor? Tor. Such a good question. Maybe Tor, but... I'm in love with Tor. Oh, he's still rocking the highlights. Tor, Tor. It's like when someone finds a haircut or outfit in one period of time and then never stray from that. And it's like, 
You gotta update a little bit. No, he's like, I'm still giving NSYNC. Yeah. This, I mean, this dude just did random episodes here and there of other things. Love it. But he's been working. He's been working. What's the last thing he was in? The last thing he did was uh, he was in Giantess Battle Attack as Mike. <gasps> I read for that. Is that animated or real life? IRL. Hard to tell. <laughs> I, read, I, I read for that. It's real life. It's real life. <laughs> oh. But then part of it is animated. Oh, is this a porn? I don't know. Oh my god! But what? There's so many of these things. Okay, be good. careful on IMDb, kids. Attacking of the attack of the fifty foot cam girl. Okay, that's porn. <laughs> Giantess attack <laughs> versus Mecha Fembot. Okay, I that's... read for that. <laughs> Giantess or Mecha Fembot? Some Mecha Fembot. Okay. Piranha woman. Piranha women. Well, sorry. Fem femalian Starlight Saga. That one's got three and a half stars. Uh, Bigfoot or bus? Two point two stars. Or bus. Okay, wait, let me know if you think this one's porn. Giantess stripper. Probably. Yeah. No, that sounds like a gritty remake. What about addicted to sexting? That could be a documentary. That could be a documentary. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> Well, those are all of our pre-show segments, um, so let's get into it. We open on the zoo, uh, and the the bullies, the people who will become the pack, uh, are walking around, and they come up to Buffy, and they're like, you don't have any fucking friends, and you got kicked out of your last school. Which is crazy, because Buffy, like, notoriously has two friends that she's always with. And yeah. she's, like, literally wearing couture. Like, like she looks so good at the zoo. She had, like... An airman scarf tied around her neck yeah. and like that big jacket. Like, I was like, how are you going to pick on the most beautiful girl in school well, right looked, now? She looked like she might be hot in the zoo. Like that jacket looked kind of heavy Definitely. for a trip to the zoo in California. Yeah, but her legs were out. Yeah, she wanted to give Southern SoCal Safari. And she mm. ate. Oh, yeah. It's giving. I really liked it. It's a toot. But toot from me. Toot from me. We say the most beautiful girl in school, and how could you ever pick on her? But the Cordelia most beautiful girl in school in was absent from this episode. <gasps> Where yeah. was she? I did not remember her not being in this. I, I actually Cordelia has been a lot less present in these past episodes than I would ever have remembered. That's hateful. It is. Yeah, I'm over it. They I, really play her off as not in the show and season one, and it's a choice. Well, she was too busy crimping her hair to go to the zoo. I honestly get it. She would slay at the zoo. She would slay at the zoo, yeah. but well, she was like, animals? No. <laughs> it seems like she kind of gets what she wants whenever she wants. Like, she walks into that lunchroom with her flown-in lunch every day. Yeah. She could get a doctor's note to get out of this zoo trip. Absolutely. And you know what? I stand her for that. I would do the same. Zoos yeah. are awful. We read about a... Her mom's anti-zoo. We read about a book that won the Pulitzer Prize that tells little women from the perspective of the dad... Um, I'm going to tell Buffy season one from the perspective of the Cordelia and win a Pulitzer. I will, yeah. Read will that. you endorse me for the Pulitzer? Yes. I'll yeah. endorse you on Wattpad or fanfiction.net. It's up to you. Give me kudos on AO3. <laughs> I'm going to twin, I'm gonna twin stream it. My endorsement. A live read. Oh, yeah. A live read. <laughs> uh, and so they leave and Willow and Xander show up and they're like, we saw the zebras fucking. They're really excited kind about of, that and yeah. I would have been too. Like kind of jealous. Putting sex into the episode, animal sex into the episode from minute one. What do Off you the think? Jump. Do you think when that was happening, and Xander and um, Allison Hannigan were like uh, Willow? <laughs> <laughs> what were they talking about during that? Because Willow notoriously uh, wants to fuck. 
Exactly. Well, I was like, I could be your little zebra. <laughs> Ew. Um, and then she was like, just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. I bet she thought it was like a bonding experience for them. Like, this is how we get to talking about sex. Yeah. Very bad. This is the break in the ice that will lead us to the conversation where we we fuck. Discovery Channel IRL, that can be the bridge. And this episode is very heavy on Willow wanting to fuck Xander. Yeah, she is like lusting after and, like, the hairdresser did something to his hair this episode that made him look really hot. Yeah. He, like, I hated all of his actions in this mm-hmm. episode, but the aesthetic and confidence of this Xander was sort of, like, giving. Yeah, obviously <laughs> Xander sucks royal eggs, to use an old term, in this episode. But he then, says Xander, yeah. love the look. Love the look. Love yeah. his chain. Earth tones, kind of goth. He's yes. wearing a lot of black. Has friends. Huge. Huge. Has friends that he doesn't want to openly sleep with. Is mean. Or assault. Is, yeah, when a, when a man is mean, that can be very hot. <laughs> it's actually very true. But if anyone is listening to this, be nice to me. <laughs> be nice to everyone. Unless contact. you're trying to sleep with them. <laughs> then, yeah. Then you can be mean as hell. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's going to work. It might not work. That's how you got me. Yeah. I nagged you until it, it all worked out. Yeah. Now we're three years later. And now he's got me doing a pod. Wow. I won. <laughs> yeah, Sam won. Sorry, Mike. If you're mean to someone, they might make you do a podcast. <laughs> That's actually the like setup of, what's that guy's name? Uh, the gay guy who was on Welcome to Night Vale does a podcast where he talks to trolls. <gasps> wow. Pass. Can't think of what it's called right now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um... So they, they, Buffy, Xander's like, it's not about being at the zoo. It's about not being at school. And they go, la di da di da walking through the zoo. <laughs> tea, tea for that. Tea for that. And we cut to the bullies have moved on from Buffy to be bullying this guy, Lance, who's sort of our, like, go-to beat-em-up nerd in this episode. He's just trying to draw some animals, which is, like, kind Beat of him cool. up. Oh, I would have beat him up, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. It's like, look at, be normal at the zoo. Be normal. What are you doing? Just look. Don't draw, nerd. They need to come up with some better insults. So they, they really, they go, it, uh, are you having a family reunion? And then he's like, no, I'm drawing. And then they're like, I don't know. It looks like a family reunion. It's like, you need to have said something yeah, else there. Like that didn't hit the first time. Try something new. Tighten it. Well, bullies are not quick on their feet. True. Famously, they're dummies. I was a good bully in school. So, oh. <laughs> give us some of your insults. Yeah, what did you do Can to you bully? insult each of us? No, but I made a girl cry. She's nice now. She doesn't want to sleep with us. Yeah. I got an A in You bullying. made a girl cry? Yeah. How so? I um, was mean to her until she cried. Wow. Do you want to apologize on the pod? No. I think she deserved it. Oh my god. Was she mean to you? No. Then why did she deserve it? She's a little weird. I'm going to choose to believe, <laughs> I don't know who, everybody i don't think we're anyone's arguing about what happened i think Conte's saying she oh the, you're taking the side you might take the side of the other girl yeah like i think that that's fair since so Conte's <laughs> openly admitting she was a bully yeah like <laughs> yeah. what happened whatever was she possessed by a demonic hyena or were time? you anyone's guess anyone's guess <laughs> it's up to the law it's up to the listeners. Let me know if I was a bully or if I'm hot enough to get away with it. AMA or whatever. Ask my ass. <laughs> Ask my <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, so yeah, they bully him. And then the principal flutie comes up. RIP to the flutes. Uh, he comes up and he's like, are they bothering you? And then the bullies all pressure Lance into being like, no, we're having a good time. Which is exactly what someone who's getting bullied would say. 
But Principal Flutie doesn't know that. Yeah, yeah. you'd think a principal would have his finger on the pulse of the social dynamics around the school. Like, he clearly knows these are the bullies, and he probably knows Lance is the dork. The, the dork. prey I was going to say scenario. the bully, like the mm. mentor mentee, but that doesn't really work with bully. Yeah, but if you say, like, bully, it's kind of good. Yeah. Um, he just kind of lets them get away with it. And that's sort of um, a running theme of shows about teenagers. Glee does this uh and 13 reasons why i've watched it once a week um (laughs) but also (laughs) in 13 reasons why yeah it's very low and 13 reasons why and glee and this show people will be getting openly bullied in the halls and a teacher will come up and be like was this person bullying you and the person the bully is like no no not at all Screaming for help with their eyes. The 13 Reasons Why example is so insane because the, the the girl goes up to the guidance counselor and she's like, I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, I'm not telling anyone about this. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, kind of taking part. A girl. And what's cool is he still works at the school after that. And it, yeah. Guys, I've already said my piece about that show existing. I don't think it should. It's like, whatever. You know, 13 Reasons. Season one is so good, and then it goes off the rails. Yeah, I'm currently in season two, and it's bad. Listen. And hey, they edited out the the scene where she actually kills herself, but you can still watch it online. Not great. Don't care. Kind of hard to find. Selena Gomez, apologize. No, leave (laughs) Selena alone. No, she's fine. I love Rare Beauty. She executive produced 13th Reason Why. What is she doing? She She was going to be in it, but it took too long to get out there, and she was like, okay, well, now I'm too old. like a teenager anymore? Yeah. Who but half of the actors yeah. don't look like teenagers in that show. But Selena Gomez really looks like not a teenager. Stop, guys, leave <laughs> Selena alone. No, like she could still play Alex, whatever her name. And the, it, what if it was like during Everything Wizards of Waverly Not. Oh my god, if she was doing both, like she yeah. went from one set to the other set, very um, different vibes. I might have killed myself if I saw Selena do that. <laughs> why because i if i would have seen her do that on screen i would have been like i want to be like her right why aren't i selena i get that i get that. <laughs> gotta keep an eye out <laughs> uh so the bullies are like okay lance let's go check out the hyena house you're part of our crew now uh and so they go off and run and then buffy and willow and xander watch them walk in and buffy's like i'll go stop them and xander's like let me handle it we don't need to kiss, slay anybody uh, and so he runs after them. Under some caution tape. Running theme of this episode is also like uh, hubris. Male hubris girl. Yes. Just like a dumbness and like, you know, hashtag pack mentality. Truly. Because it even ends on like a pack mentality. men Men's club sort of it's thing. It's giving patriarchy down. Yeah. Boys will be boys. Right. And, and we have to let them. Do la peep. Do la peep. You know, um, and then Buffy and Willow are like, "Okay, yeah, we can definitely trust Xander to do this." And then they're like, "Oh wait, no, we absolutely cannot." And they try to go in under the caution tape, and then the zookeeper shows up—the racist zookeeper. <laughs> he is. We don't know that yet. Right now, he's just—we're allowed to spoil. Yeah, he's just—he comes up and is like, "Uh, are you stupid or just can't read or something like that?" Yeah, he's yeah, he's blind like, or illiterate. Blind or illiterate. Worse. So he's ableist. You're right. Yeah, we knew True. from the beginning. He's ableist yeah. and racist. No, we got a bad vibe from him literally line one. He was like, are you here? Okay, sir. <laughs> no. So he stopped Buffy and Willow from going in. 
Um, and so the the evil bullies are with Lance in the hyena hut, and they are looking at the hyenas, and they're like, "Lance, look, come here." And he's like, "This is freaky." And they're like, "They like come over." Pretend like they're gonna push him over the edge of the railing. They're really I believe they him. probably would have. Maybe. Maybe they were they were really pushing him up against that rail, and it was a very low rail for that hyena exhibit. Like I didn't see. Like, you know how there's normally, like, a giant pit? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I didn't see a pit. They needed to feed their hyena demon mommy, so... Yeah. I get the impulse, but, yeah, they were gonna do it. They were gonna do it. They were gonna do it. Yeah. they. It seemed like it was getting over... I don't... You know, I, I believe okay. that they wouldn't have killed him, but I think they would have pushed him up much further than anyone would be comfortable with. Yeah. Wait, because I have I have a question. Okay. Like, do we think that they were possessed before they took him into the hyena no. house? No, like they, they were had just the gi- they had the flash of yellow light. I know, but like, could this have been the second flash of yellow light? No, like, no they needed a. Pr- what What did they keep saying? They were like, it takes a primal act or something like that. I think it was probably like a metaphor. They were already a pack. And yeah, then exactly. Yeah, the pack. Yeah, they were bad teens, but now they're like <laughs> literally hyenas. Bless you. Bless you. Um. Oh, bless you. Oh, right in the crook. And so Xander interrupts, pulls Lance away from the fence. The bullies? Yeah. And then... He says, pick on someone your own species. Which is like, is the the bully not a human? Or is the bully not a human? Yeah, it kind of seems like he's saying dorks aren't valid. (laughs) I feel like he's saying bullies suck. I know. And it's a raid. But it's just like a 90s read. Yeah, there's a lot of 90s reads. Uh, and so, like, and then all of, the, <laughs> all of the bullies and then Xander also lock eyes with the hyenas. And then everyone in the room, except for Lance's eyes, glow yellow. Individually. You get yeah. a shot of all of them. <laughs> from the hyena. It's real subtle. There's a quiet sound effect. And it's effective. Yeah, it, you know, I, I really understood. I was like, even though we didn't know the setup for the episode yet, I, at that point I was like, they're hyenas. Something just happened. <laughs> a lot of this episode is just insinuating that exact feeling. Like, oh, okay. These people are hyenas. Yeah. No. And <laughs> it's quiet on screen, but I'm supposed to be thinking about how they are hyenas and how this is primal. Yeah. It's like you forget and then you remember. It, right. And it, it actually is very similar to the Teacher's Pet episode directed by the same person. But in that episode, they left it as a slight mystery for a time that the teacher was the praying mantis. And I liked in this episode where we were like in on it from the beginning, but like the other characters didn't know. We were like, that's a hyena person. Same <laughs> way where we were like, that's a bug person. But the show like wasn't willing to like let us know that just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um okay so they all lance runs and then he trips on his way out and all the bullies laugh and xander turns around all evil like he's literally tripping sort of the first hint that he might be hot in this episode his his neck crunches it hunches over a little bit yeah brooding it does i do feel like hyenas are very like yeah for those who can't see Sam is <laughs> Um, So do we think that these hyenas or the hyenas in Lion King are more iconic? It's the hyena hunch. Um, it's listen, obviously the ones in Lion it's King. It's obviously the ones in Lion <laughs> and King. And that's the joke. Obvi, I mean, but 
Listen, I'm telling you, that guy with the blonde highlights, he really sold it. I'm going to just pitch this. It's these hyenas from the high school plus Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I do think that they should have had her in this episode. Yeah. I keep being like, wouldn't it be so great if this A-list actor that like, could never afford to have been in this episode? Was on, wouldn't it be great if Whoopi was on Buffy? <laughs> Whoopi would have done it if someone asked her. Nobody asks. It's kind of like um, Melissa McCarthy in the Gilmore Girls reboot. They never reached out to me. They didn't expect I would be available. And then by the time they did, I wasn't, I wasn't able to. Right. Sorry, I was filming Spy 4 or whatever. Like, <laughs> we'll I'd watch. watch Four Spies. I would also watch Four Spies. Everyone would, yeah. Also, Four Spies, kind of a good movie title. Kind of a good movie <laughs> title. Good movie title. It's Melissa. One of them is evil. <gasps> <laughs> I'm loving both of those ideas. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're writing it. We're writing it. Uh, yes. TM, TM, TM. Um, okay, TM. this is where the, we get the theme song. Mike, six <laughs> theme songs in. Are you having any thoughts on it? Yeah, love to see that cat. The cheerle- the Laker girl is in there. Um, our sole shot of Cordelia this episode. True. T. Mm. Darla's Mike, in it. Darla's there, yeah. So, you know, I appreciate the theme song to give us what the rest of the episode is on. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I just, I'm not, I'm trying not to force it. I just wish that you loved it as much as me. And I just am trying to the pack is, reckon. The pack is a weird app. Not the pack, the theme song. The theme song uh, is really itself. good. It's one of the no skips for me. I'll skip the White yeah. Lotus theme song. You'll I'll skip the White Lotus theme song. Immediately skip. I Whoa. get it. I won't skip the Buffy theme song. Well, the Buffy theme song is a lot shorter than the White Lotus one. The TV theme song. I might really get in there on that mic. Oh, Oh. now I'm being read. (laughs) Just trying to make it. I just want to say everyone's getting read. Except it's a '90s read. You really took the note from the beginning. It's a '90s read. I keep saying "do your part" from the start because I think that's like a Penn State thing or something. But it's really been a phrase of mine this week. I have no recollection of this. (laughs) Wait, Mike, you were saying? Sorry. TV theme songs, a lot longer these days, and much more skippable. I have a fun um, fact. I used to listen to DVD commentary for shows that I like. Hell yes. Hell yes. Mm-hmm. And in Psych, the the writer said, like, if it's ever a shorter theme song, because there's, like, the short theme song and the long theme song, that their just episode wasn't long enough for that week, so they had to do the longer theme song. Work. This episode could have used a longer theme song. True. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> thought it was a doorbell. Um, it was not. No, um, my doorbell's broken. You have to knock if you want to come inside. Damn. The the best thing about Buffy is that there is no long theme song or short theme song. It's that the entire time. And it slaps. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they re-recorded it at one point to make it sound better. Season but four, they changed like yeah a little bit, like the guitar or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, later at the bronze, Buffy and Will are hanging out, and like Xander isn't showing up, even though we, they agreed on a time to be there. Buffy so, looks yeah. amazing. Buffy and Willow are like, you know what? We're not going to wait for him to order. Let's go get our brunch. Literally, <laughs> no. Buffy's having a croissant with butter and a diet coke, and this, it's like this is why she is the one. Yeah, and Willow's having a box of raisins. Nothing to drink. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> yes. that. They, yeah, no, they've really been showing that the bronze. <laughs> 
serves food over the past two episodes. <laughs> they Buffy also got a muffin last episode and now she's got a croissant. It's crazy to go to the club that you go to to party to like, and then also Get treat it as a coffee shop. <laughs> it's because that's Buffy's day starting. Like her work starts <laughs> at night. So she's like, fuck, I need like a, a mocha and like a little sweet something because I have to go kill vamps. They're also 16. So they, I think the bronze is also like a coffee shop. Yeah, no, they definitely serve coffee. I bet they do like beat poetry or whatever that's Girl, called yeah they have yeah. this is where the moth happens in <laughs> sunnydale Bye. and buffy never goes <laughs> even when will is performing yeah she's like oh she's like, i think um, i have to slay a demon that night i think i have to slay myself that night you <laughs> <laughs> think buffy would rather kill herself than listen to willow's short stories <laughs> no jk i mean like i would be there catch me at the moth do not catch me there so this is where Willow and Buffy are talking about boys. Willow is boys. like, I love Xander and you love Angel. And Buffy's sort of like, I don't know. He's just, okay, I'm obsessed with him. That and then Willow's thing. like, you're wearing his fucking leather jacket, bitch. True. <laughs> and it's kind of like, where did this come from? I guess we did talk last episode that Buffy likes men who are mean to her. Ah, did we talk about that last episode? Well, we did. Yeah, we did. We probably didn't. You we probably didn't. The previous up. Right. But yeah, there hasn't been a good man on this show yet. I mean, Lance is close. But he's getting his ass bullied for that. Yeah. Mm. I'm not dating someone who gets bullied. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, Lance didn't really stick with me. I can take or leave this like nerd character. Sure, I just mean he's the nicest man on the show sure. so far. Yeah. You think, guys? Giles is kind of nice. Giles, is Giles has been getting Giles better, sucks. but he really doubts her a lot. Yeah, yeah literally in this episode, she's like, I don't know. I think my best, one of my only friends has been possessed. He's acting different. Go off, you're right. And then he's like, welcome, he's a teenage boy. And then at the end of the episode, he lets Xander get away with gaslighting the girls. And sexually assaulting a girl. Giles is the problem. Giles is the system. I agree. He needs friends his own age. Period. Truly. Um... And then also, I mean, I just also want to be like, I wish that they gave me a single reason to root for Willow and Xander as a couple. Xander has just sucked the entire time and there's no, like, I I get that Willow likes him. I just wish I understood anything about why. Yeah. It's because they grew up together and if you're around someone for long enough, you will become attracted to them. Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. They broke up at five for a reason. Yeah. And I think she should remember that. He's still her Barbie. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Xander's gay. Listen, want to play with dolls? We've all been That's down that okay. road. Not me. <laughs> but Xander doesn't give gay. He no. gives male model. No, he doesn't. But straight no. male model. No, he's ugly. But like, he's dumb and like good looking in a way. He is dumb, but model, I don't see it. Okay. This is also the scene where Buffy admits that Angel is a honey. Team. <laughs> Iconic delivery. Um, and then Willow is like, he's here. And then Buffy turns and goes, Angel? And Willow is like, no, it's Xander. Duh. Uh, and Xander says, sorry, I'm late. I forgot we were going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Joe sometimes. Vibe. <laughs> Girl, gotta, my calendar is full. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's and full. non-existent. Yeah, it's full somewhere. <laughs> Literally, I'm like... These girls are love drunk, girl. This episode is not really... It's it's a lot. Buffy, like, lets, a, lets Xander get away with a lot because he is openly terrible towards her because she is really 
good friends with Willow, and Willow is rose-tinted glasses for Xander. But imagine how strong and powerful just Willow and Buffy would be, and then they would find a third who was like, I don't know, a woman. Cordelia. Yeah, who was like, Cordelia? All of a sudden, we got the Powerpuff Girls in our hands. Like, what's going on? Would have been great. What's going on is that I'm losing my mind because the show just got a thousand times better. Right, that would be fun. We were talking about an updated Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, if we were to reboot it, we you literally just couldn't even include Xander as a character. You'd have to yeah. invent someone else. Josie Toda. Slay. Okay. Or is she Buffy? Selena Gomez is Buffy. Yeah. Selena Gomez is Buffy. Or like Jenny Calendar. Not a character Not yet. Not a character yet. Mike, you're going to love her, but save her for later. Save her for later. Spoiler a damn alert. Spoiler a damn alert. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, who would who would be the Willow character now? Like, who's an actress we who would goth. be Willow? A nice need, oh, like Willow. a goth Willow? Yeah. I like I that. Know. Madison Bayer. <laughs> no, I don't know. Addison Ray. Addison Ray. No. I bet one of those Riverdale girls could do it. Yeah. They're too old now. Sorry. I could see it. Sorry, but like girl? the girl who was, what's her name? But Veronica was just in Do Revenge. Yeah. Okay. So she can be her. Yeah. With they're not Sarah Michelle Gellar. I love the I love the Riverdale girls. They're not getting booked on big movies. They could do a TV show. Yeah. They'd have to. They have to. Who could be Buffy? <laughs> it's an it girl right now. Like I mean. Madeline Klein. Like, no, like, someone her. iconic. She's well, in Outer Banks. Was SMG, like, acting a lot before Buffy? N- no, I think that, like, I think that Cruel Intentions was, like, right before this, maybe? Right. Or around that? I don't know. She had a couple roles, but this was her, like, big thing. Yeah, it needs to be given to, like, a breakout star. I'm leaning into Madeline Klein. She was in Outer Banks, and she is in Glass Onion, so you will know her name. I will know her tomorrow. okay, yeah, that would be perfect. Like, someone who's, like, just breaking in, give them Buffy, and, like, see what they can do. And she's blonde, so we're good. Fierce. Okay. Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, (laughs) So, this is when... Oh, yeah, this is, like, Xander's, like, acting like a real dick. He, like, is, like, I don't know, I'm restless. And then... He eats the croissant. He eats the croissant. He sniffs Buffy's hair. And he's, like, you took a bath. It's, like, ew. Ew. But I love when a guy sniffs my hair and he's, like, your hair smells good. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to pull that move. Yeah, but he did it bad. Yeah, he did it bad. (laughs) He didn't know what he was doing. It's giving, like, oh, Xander Zoinks. In cell alert. Yeah. But do they, can they tell that something is off with Xander yet? Like, this just seems like his typical behavior. True. I think Buffy gives a little side eye. She's like, hmm. No, they straight up ask him. They're like, are you okay? Like, they're, they're like, what's going on? But it's not too dissimilar to his everyday. Yeah, it's just like, this is like one degree up. He sucks. Period. <laughs> Xander hate pod. I literally, you know, this episode especially shows his bad sides, but I remember most of his good sides. Most too. of his good sides <laughs> as well, which is just that one. But I remember getting to like him and Giles more as it went on. But I have not. But like I said, I'm only in season two, and my rewatch is on hold at the moment. It's on pause or it, just watch. Actually, it's kind of like square stop button mm-hmm. we'll come back mm-hmm. 
We'll see. Uh, so this is when the bullies show up, and they they make weird eye contact with Xander, and then they also fat shame someone else sitting at the bronze. They go up to a table, and they're like, hey, you're sitting at our table. Shouldn't you be floating over the football stadium with the words Goodyear written on you? Incredibly rude. Better insult than the family reunion thing, though. I'll give them that. Well, now they're possessed. <laughs> okay, but By like... good writers. <laughs> <laughs> By shady bitches. Shady <laughs> right after they say that though xander laughs and then turns around to buffy and willow being like what's wrong with you and then he's like kid's fat (laughs) it's like that was improvised i can't believe that was an improvised line (laughs) girl it's like okay based on their behavior later in the app it's like why are you guys just like hazing bitches like act crazy already like i don't know do animals really read this much well they're working up i think the possession isn't like a whole hundred percent thing i think it's like you know it's gotta charge in between okay affecting their like primal instincts yeah got you to attack the you know lesser looked upon Mm -hmm. uh we cut to the next day and Buffy, and I mean, this was kind of a real random scene. Maybe this was another thing that wasn't written and they just decided to do it. Uh, Buffy and Giles are training and Buffy is like kicking and punching and jumping and going wild on his padded gloves. And Giles is like, okay, let's take a break. And Buffy's like, are you sure we could keep going? And Giles is like, no, we should stop. And he, she leaves and he's like, we can go again after I get the feeling back in my hands. We don't really return to anything about this scene again. Just sort of showing Buffy training. No, and then afterwards they're like, oh my gosh. Xander's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I mean, later they do, but this scene was not about about that. It was just like, boom. Yeah, I live for a nice training session. And it's like, Giles is always like, you gotta train more. You gotta train more. And then maybe now he's realizing, oh, okay, maybe she doesn't need to train more. Like I think yeah. the script was light. Like, yeah, Sam said. <laughs> Just light and stupid. Yeah. But I do agree. Like, this is sort of like feeding into the Giles is appreciating Buffy more. Like, recognizing that she's good at things. Feeding him into submission. Very that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not hard. Because it felt Not like. Not hard enough. I feel like that's been a micro character arc over the last couple episodes where. Buffy keeps saying things, and Giles is like, that's not right. And then Buffy is obviously correct, because she is the slayer. And then Giles has to be like, she was right the whole time. The way Buffy speaks, though, with such confidence, like, I believe anything that she says. So for him to not is crazy. Especially when, I mean, she calls this out later in the episode where she's like, I can't believe you're trying to scully me. But it's like, you are a watcher for a vampire slayer who is supposed to fight demons and monsters. You can't keep being like... That's not possible. Right. Open yourself to the possibility, Giles. If they are going to have someone scully Buffy, it has to be Xander or Cordelia. Like, or something like that. It can't be the person there to be her supernatural friend. True. Mm-hmm. That's T. That's <laughs> Mark it. <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'm writing my own thing down. Um, we get a, you know, this was really Bruce Seth Green, um... Just really going experimental. He, they show the camera from the floor, uh, and it's running around the hallway. And mm-hmm. we are not sure what it is. We're like, is this a hyena or it's something? Xander. What did you think in that moment? I wasn't sure because, yeah, I guess I thought it was one of the hyenas. Everyone's like running from it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're real. They're scared. Out. I thought mouse. It's giving mouse. 
I am. I do have a mouse problem in my apartment currently, uh, so I'm happy to be home for Thanksgiving week, away Ugh. from it. Gloria, Just as we call her. Throw a cat in there. We're trying to, but our lease says no pets. You gotta put out a Just trap. For Twenty minutes. We have traps out now. We have we had humane traps for like a month, and mm-hmm. it never went in. And you know we have moved on to snap traps, which Mike set up, and glue traps, which Jack uh, set up. You guys should get rid of the glue traps. We can talk about this off pod. Get rid of the glue traps. Double up on the snaps. The snaps, and put peanut butter on them. <gasps> that's that what, we did. what we did. Well, that's what Mike Dangerous. did. But glue traps are bad because like oh. they'll gnaw their arm off. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, you'll just like come home and see a rat like split in half, which is sad. Anyway, because like the other animals will like pick at it, kind of like, like what happens to the animals. A lot of stuff in this really episode. Okay, we can cut this from the pod. Oh, it's staying in. <laughs> I also had a mouse problem like the last month that I lived in New York City, and I, yeah, I had to, I had to throw a lot of mouse funerals because it is sad. But I, I had to do to what I had to, to do. We played good music. I would look really good. <laughs> you would look really good. I'd wear gray. And as a mouse? As a mouse. As a mouse. As a f- mouse Karen Cartwright? Oh, mouse funeral. funeral. I would have had you be the coffin bearer. Yeah, I would love that. I, I mean, it's very convenient at a mouse funeral. At most funerals, you need six people, but at a mouse funeral, you barely yeah, need one. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe your roommates have held some mouse funerals this week, and I you so. just haven't heard about them. Yeah, they didn't, they've not texted me, right. but I would love it if the mouse was gone by the time I get there. Why don't we move that bowl <laughs> further away from? I think you might Jeff. have some nice surprises. Some nice surprises when you get home. I hope so. I think they would have said something. I think they would have. It's but big big news. I'm kind of like maybe well, it's a surprise. Terrible happens to an animal in this episode. Yes, and it is Herbert mm-hmm. who we're being introduced to in this scene. The the thing crawling around on the ground is a pig. Buffy picks it up, uh, and it's a pig dressed in a helmet and with a razorback and like, tusks. I guess that's and the tusks. Sunnydale yeah. Razorback. Yeah, that's their mascot. I think that's a snake, but I like that they're using a pig because pigs are really cute, and it had a football helmet on, and I was like. When Buffy was holding it, I was like, this is so cute. Fashion it moment. Right the, the tusks. Yeah. I would have, if it had happened to me, I would have been like, take my picture with it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> they got the Polaroids out. <laughs> no Instagram for Buffy. Buffy and we got, would slay Instagram. She'd yeah. be she'd be getting hundreds of likes. And Cordelia would be like, why can't I, why don't I have more followers yeah. than her? Yeah. Cordelia just can't like get into the algorithm or like. She would be slaying it too. Yeah, she would be, she slaying, would be it slaying it, but like she wouldn't be as like quick to it or witty as Buffy. Cordelia's on. like editing. Sorry, but Cordelia's like editing the pigs, and Buffy's like doing a witty caption. Yeah. Mm, yes. T. And Angel, it got on Instagram because Buffy asked him to, and he just still has that gray profile yep. picture, and it's uh, his account is private with zero posts and one follower, and it's Buffy. Yeah. No, I feel like his posts are like really moody, and he's always like posting like <laughs> and Buffy's yeah. Buffy's and, like, like, babe, post about me. And he's like, I never post about people. <laughs> he's like, I never post about people. It's just my work or like whatever. Like, I feel like it'd be a moody Insta. I feel like he would get into it, but he would still have the faceless profile. Yeah, like, I would mute him. And Willow has a private Finsta where she moans about boys, but won't ever say which boy she's talking about. Team. But everybody knows it's Xander. Yeah, but Buffy's still like liking every post and being like, "Love you, girl." <laughs> it's like Elias and Xander does follow it. Yeah, but he doesn't know. Yeah, he's he- like. Yeah. <laughs> but he does know in this episode it's revealed that he does know mm-hmm. he knows does I mean, he know though or does knows. like the wolf inside of him know they don't know that we know that they know sort of friends reference uh, sort of the wolves <laughs> I think that he I think that he knows 
Because I don't think the wolf would say things that he isn't actually thinking. If I know, he knows. Oh, you know? Because it's affecting his base instincts. Yeah, when you said that, I just thought of how he treated Buffy later in the episode, and it just made it me... It Grody. Yeah. And then that's the thing he he does. He does. But right now, Buffy has the pig. Yeah. And cute. <laughs> so true. And, like, she, Principal Flutie's okay. Like, give that back to me. Don't chop each other's wrists up uh yeah he is like give me that back instead of being like thanks buffy for capturing the pig that i couldn't catch and then the pig is like screaming so he's like can you bring it back to my office for me wait Mm. and buffy is so cool if she's good with animals if a new student showed up and it was buffy i would have been like this is the coolest person what a boon to the student body a slayer a slayer uh, we cut to Willow and Xander out in the quad. Willow's being like, this is geometry, trigonometry stuff. Oh, yeah, oh. because as soon as Willow sees Xander at the, what's the bar called again? The bronze. The bronze. The bronze. The boogie down bronze. The bronze. As the soon same. as Xander shows up, Willow's like, are we still on for tomorrow for um, the bronze geometry? Again? <laughs> no, ge- for me to teach you about geometry, yeah. which is what I do when I like someone. I'm like... Let me learn you something. Are you going to cancel on me or are we still on? Mm. Um, they're still on and now they're doing it and they're talking about bisectors. 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 Uh-huh. Girl, I rem- I heard that and I was like, I remember math. Like, yeah. I hated geometry, but I remember that. And Xander said, this is too confusing for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I've got a headache. And then he like slammed the book in the trash can. He's like, feeling better now. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> Iconic. <Hi. laughs> I relate to Xander in that one moment. Math sucks. Math sucks. Sorry, Conti. No, I. you just said you related to Xander. Yeah, like, I'm in, sorry for you, babe. In this one moment. It's not sorry for me? <laughs> <laughs> math sucks. This is not a math stan podcast. Ooh. That's not what we do here. What no, yeah, we're firmly anti-math. Okay. Um, and then, so Xander, like, walks off. Buffy brings the pig back to Principal Flutie's office and then or Herbert's room or wherever that is. Uh and then like Xander walks past and the pig freaks the fuck out and Buffy's like, huh? Mm-hmm. What? Also, I think the pig is naked now. No costume. Okay, continuity. 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 <laughs> the thing is, Buffy knows. Buffy knows. Yeah. She intrinsically knows that something is no good. And yeah, and so does the pig. final straw. She's like, "We got to do something about this yeah. now." If it's a like, pig can't trust you, <laughs> right? One of your brothers, a pig. What reason a- does this pig have to distrust you? Pigs are smart. Pigs is their are thing. Smart. And then we, from this scene, it's sort of like we see the rain is the rainstorm. So we dot. It's gym classes inside today. They're playing dodgeball. And the gym uniforms. Willow looks incredible. She looks comfy, and her hair looks amazing. Yeah, Willow's hair being so long, it's giving high school girl. Like, she actually looks like a high schooler. Buffy, though. Buffy, um, we got to play my favorite game, Could Buffy Wear This to High School? She absolutely could not wear this to gym class. She was wearing the laciest black push-up bra I've ever seen in my life. And, like, a spaghetti strap top. Yeah. But, I mean, she looked really cute, but... As she always does. As she always does. I'm just saying, like, she would get sent home, and it sucks. Yeah. At least written up. At yeah. least written up, but it was cute. It's still a toot. I'm honestly very surprised, like, a titty didn't pop out during dodgeball. <laughs> I bet it did, and they just had to cut it out. But, like, yeah. this scene led to a conversation about dodgeball, and, like, I kind of like dodgeball, but I was bad at it. Yeah, I don't think I was very good at dodgeball. But I it was fun. I didn't have the it arm or the dodging abilities. But high school is addicted to dodgeball. Yeah. 
I played dodgeball every single day from like third through fifth grade. That's a lot. That sucks. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't we have learned something? No, no. they needed you physical to... education or at least oh, learn multiple it in, things. You played yeah, it in gym, gym not, class, not yeah. just at recess. Oh no, yeah, like it was that was the activity of the day for like three years. Yeah, they just wanted to get you like run like tired out. But it's like you don't run that much in dodgeball. You're dodging. Shouldn't have been training for like the presidential fitness exam or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. should have been trying to do a damn pull up. Or like <laughs> up, going up a rope. I've never been able to do a pull up, and I've never been able to climb a rope. The amount of um, do a pull up just the amount of apartments I've gone over to where the person has one of those like pull up things. Crazy. I'm really getting a picture of the men you know. <laughs> Girl, sometimes men have those. Yeah. Are you into the pull-up bar or is that a red flag? It's neither here nor there what it is. Okay. Neutral notice. Neutral notice. It's like, do you use it? A lot of people have them and they just stay there. And you just have to duck under them. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm tall. Can you move this? Like, it, my thing is just, it. it's not cute. I would like, if I was the person who did that, I would put it out when I wanted to use it and then put it away when I wasn't using it. Yeah, it's not cute. And it's like not going to be cute. Anyway. You can't make that cute. Yeah, you can't make that cute. Hey, I got something. Dodgeball. What is this? Me in the bedroom? Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Samantha vibes. (laughs) I was just thinking, my parents said Lawrence of Arabia last week, early, early this week, and I was, I was, Lawrence of Malabia. I really tried and I succeeded in not saying Lawrence of Malabia, but it was, it was a touch and go there for a moment. (laughs) Yeah, you got it out. (laughs) This was closing the loop on my mind. (laughs) Mind loop. Love that. This gym teacher had two lines, but he was incredible. Um, he said that it's like rain; it's raining, so gym's inside today playing dodgeball. The rules are you dodge, and then at the end of the episode, we'll get the. I'll say his other line. Uh, so like really extended dodgeball scene, people getting out. Really not even main characters. Mm-hmm. We're really just watching the cast play dodgeball. Live, and then Xander pelts Willow with the dodgeball, and the look she gives Xander is icy. Yeah, she's pissed. Yeah, he's being mean. Dodgeball is pack mentality. That's like easy parallel mama like, the writers got that yeah unlock. it's like this is where kids in school actually <laughs> got to that space mama you know what i mean like that's where they would get animalistic is on the dodgeball court it is a game of us and them and some people take it too seriously yeah. and it can take over dodgeball can take you over it can possess you like a like a demon one time i made a girl's head bleed in dodgeball because i was running towards the dodgeball and she was also running towards the dodgeball and our heads hit did y'all have foam Talk or rubber about head safety we had foam foam well i'm really getting a picture of what you were like in school a mess. <laughs> damn you must have whipped the ball at her but i was smart so my teachers loved me yeah they were like smart girls they're allowed to hit other girls <laughs> <laughs> that's the rule <laughs> School was crazy. School was crazy. I also made another girl um, <laughs> bleed during basketball, but Stop! that's because I was trying to hit a ball. Her? She was like, "Yeah, period." Jim is crazy. No, I was hitting the ball out of her hand, and she didn't let go, so she went down with the ball. <laughs> it's like, can we play ping pong or something? Play ping pong today. Not fun. Yeah, you're right. Ping pong is great. Yeah, I'd rather play dodgeball though. Did you guys ever play like Doctor Dodgeball or the like? What? What is that? It's like do you have a team. You have a if every if you get hit by the ball, then you kind of just stay planted where you, you are. You sit down on the ground until your team's doctor comes over and taps you, and then you can get back. Kind of giving freeze tag. 
Yes. Um, but then it, if your doctor gets out, obviously that's horrible for your team because then nobody can stand back okay, up. Okay, yeah, this does sound familiar, but I don't think this we sounds dangerous. I'd be like running into people. Yeah, but yeah. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> As we are, whatever. And we played Frozen Ropes at camp, which, which is, is on, tennis, on the tennis court. And then if your team went down to 10 people, I think everybody had to stand in front of the. Service line, line, whatever line, flat foul line, the the halfway point line, and then if your team went down to like five people, everyone on the other team had to stand in one box at the front of Mm. the thing. Ooh, it's a good game. But then if if that team was down to one person, they could go wherever they want. And this is dodgeball, but on a tennis court. Yes, Mm -hmm. great. It's fierce. So don't touch the ropes. Don't do it. If you do, you get out. Um, so yeah, they're playing dodgeball, and then it's just down to Buffy on the other team. So if she was playing Frozen Rope, she could have gone anywhere. Right. Um, and uh, so then the, she thinks she's going to get hit by the the pack who are all still in, but Lance is also still in, and so the pack turns on him and throws all their dodgeballs at him. So And Lance is on the same stupid. team as the bullies, so it's really surprising. Yeah, they really wanted to let their point be made. Yeah, and guess what? Point made. Buffy runs over, and yeah. she's like... What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's another what is wrong with you scene. She's she, Her brain is really like, there's really something going on <laughs> here. thing is wrong. <laughs> These guys are not really right. cool girl suck. There are two girls. The other one just didn't really leave an impression. Yeah, her jokes were like way too harsh. And I was like, dang. Oh, I don't even remember a damn thing she said. She was just like, <laughs> crunchy. Oh, right. oh, crunchy girl. Crunchy. Okay, girl. We she was it. the crunch crunch. She was wrong, too, but. Crunch crunch. Sort of a, what's that called? Indie cage match inside joke. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Okay, yeah. So after they t- team up on Lance. Uh, the gym teacher says, God, this game is brutal. I love it. And he, those are his only two lines, and he gave. He I should have done our IMDb deep dive on him, um, but the redheaded girl really left more of an impression. See, but he does, like, you remember that line. Yeah, while we're talking about it, but as soon as we're not talking about this scene anymore, out of my mind. <laughs> like a blank slate. No, I, oh yeah, well, we're no, saying. he was there. I appreciated him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he—they cast him well. He looked like a gym teacher. Yeah, I like when an extra comes to eat. You know. Yeah, and they really <laughs> did. Like they showed up, and they're like, "All right, bye." Yeah. Featured X. Featured X. Uh, after class, Willow goes up to Xander and is like, "What is wrong with you again, girl?" <laughs> is he with the pack too? They're like behind him. Okay. And he's like, you know, I've been thinking I'm dropping geometry, so I won't need to see you anymore or look at your soup, stupid, pale little face ever again. And she's pissed and she runs off and they're all laughing. Um, and Buffy walk- Buffy was at a locker nearby. And so she comes up to him and is like, you going to say anything to me? And he <laughs> and the pack just laugh at her and walk off. Beyond fucked. Yeah, really rude. And Sam called it during the episode the ultimate serve. It was. <laughs> I mean, this was like, if the, if he had said anything there, he would have been doing what she pushed him to do. And so just laughing at her is the ultimate slap in the face. Ate the girlies up. It's really shady, but like, the hyena laugh is iconic. They were leaning in and they, it worked, it worked. Yeah, I will say another thing that transforms throughout the episode is the actor's interpretation of the hyena laugh. It really gets in the so, monkey yes. scream. I yes. think he replaced it with a sound effect eventually <laughs> that definitely was a monkey noise, not a hyena noise. Yeah. 
It was just like, this works. Again, just shoddy. But the effect of the overall app? Yeah. Weird, brooding, wild. So if I if I was them, I'd be done with Xander at this point. Yeah, I think they should let him be cursed or whatever. And now they're, they got a twosome. They can pull in Cordelia. Gruesome twosome. We pull can, in Cordelia. There's too much history. We can change the course of this show right now. This is the point. This is the turning point. Every episode we're like... They should stop being friends with this man. And then mm. every episode they come back and they're still friends with him. There's too much history there. But yeah, no, Xander, Xander sucks. It's a lot. I agree. Uh, next scene, the pack goes over to a lunch table and then the kids who are sitting there are like, Xander, you know music stuff. Like, what do you think about this? And then they just ignore him and start eating, eating his food. Incredible. They The way that they get over the table is they're like, Mm, I smell dogs and you're like uh oh and then you realize that they're hot dogs and they start taking the hot dogs out of the buns and eating them in a crazy way <laughs> like meat only like cartoonishly like taking a bite and yeah. like ripping it with their head and the metal kid is like way uncool you guys and then they throw the hot dogs back at that guy which is incredible <laughs> it's fun well because it wasn't really dog and the thing about these dogs are they're they were overcooked. They're overcooked, and lucky for the the kid that gets the dogs thrown at them, no, they're bare. They don't yeah. have any condiments. Yeah, but it's also like these guys. Then when they leave, they step on the other kids' lunch trays <laughs> just to be spiteful bitches. One guy jumps up on the table to step on their lunch. It's great. Yeah, it's like they are teaching how to be so evil and rude. Like with the just laughing, with the like this is bullying one hundred and one. They're slaying the bullying. <laughs> they are. The pack all gets like sort of like a scent at the same time and they all like whip their heads around. And so that's when they like step on the table and like walk off. Uh, Disgusting. They, they go over into the school and they walk over to Herbert's room. Uh, and Mike, you at this point said, no, not the pig. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Should I recreate it? For yeah. The pod? Yes. No, not the pig. Not Herbert. It was very bad. It was a shock. I mean, they've introduced a lot of characters who die in the same episode, but I, you know, I was expecting Herbert to be around for a little bit longer. I guess they were like, this pig costs too much to have an animal wrangler at the school every day on set. Mm -mm. I feel like whenever there's a mascot on an episode of like teen television, you know it's doomed. You know it's getting stolen by the opposite team. I was going to say that. Or like, you know, oh my God, it's lost. Someone or, took yeah. it. Maybe it's not the opposite team, but it's gone. Like, you know something's going to happen to the pig, but normally it's just like, we dressed it up as the other mascot, not like... We ate it. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Yeah. I feel like there's that thing that goes around where people are like, we released three pigs into the school with numbers written on them, one, two, and four, mm-hmm. so that when they find them all, they still think there's a another pig yeah. out in the school. Hilarious. Where's the third pig? The pack ate it. Right. That's the a good third. prank. If any high schoolers out there listening, <laughs> let's steal it. It's a solid one. But don't eat the pigs after. And if any high schoolers out there are listening, um, follow me on Instagram and tell me that I am cool. <laughs> if any high schoolers are listening, bring me some bacon. Hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, after they down 
what's his name, Herbert, we get a, you know, five minute slow-mo walk through the school. With the coolest song uh, I've ever how heard. How does that go? I, I, I we literally remember. sang it. I know, it's, I sang along with it, and now I can't, you know, if it, if it was playing, maybe I could it's do like it. It's like this really good, like, stu- stoner metal, like, doom, sludgy. It's really slow. It's good. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Hunter, this is also when you notice Xander was not wearing a ring. Oh yeah, Xander had on a huge ring on his um, index finger. And like black, browns, earth tones yeah. on the pack. I was like, okay, they look cool. Like everyone everyone else in the scene is wearing like tie-dyes and like mm-hmm. bright patterned shirts and they look so goth and so like grunge. It's giving yeah. grunge. They texted each other and said, browns and beiges and yeah. blacks only tomorrow. They said, go <laughs> dark palette tomorrow. Yeah, and Xander is wearing a leather jacket, which we know that Buffy's into. Is that is it Angel's? Maybe he stole Angel's Angel's jacket. Jacket watch. Jacket watch. Let us know what you think. Where did the jacket go? We're gonna follow it. Because I don't think Buffy was wearing a jacket. She doesn't wear it for the rest of the episode. Xander's jacket. Not Xander's jacket. Angel's. Because Xander stole it. Follow the thread. Follow the thread at Xander's now. <laughs> so we get to the end of the slow mo montage, and like Xander, I think the implication is that he can hear Willow and Buffy talking uh, from like down below, and uh, Willow is like, "What's wrong with me?" They moved on from Xander, um, and <laughs> Buffy's like, "It can't. It's not you. It's definitely some, and it's not Xander. I bet something's wrong with him. I'm gonna go talk to Giles." Wow, she was very quick. To forgive Xander. She's, I mean, ultimately she's right, but if that could have been her choice to be like, yeah, Xander's being really rude. We should not be friends with him anymore. Three strikes and you're out. Yeah, but, um. It doesn't even seem like this is a strike. And then, and then, (laughs) it's not a strike. And then Buffy is like, oh, Willow's like, well, he's not doing any of this rude shit to you. Yeah. Mm. Because he likes her. Right, and that's the thing that hurts the most this episode is how gross that part is. It's like, they have so much history, Willow and Xander, obviously, and like it's like a will-they-won't-they, they, but it's mostly it's an unrequited... It's a won't-they. It's a won't-they, and it's unrequited, but like, Willow won't give up, but like, Xander is truly just being... Showing his ass, like, Always. he never has had feelings for Willow like that, really. Like, maybe once upon a time, but like... He also confessed to the even grosser part, which is like, Buffy, I've been waiting for you, girl. It's like, okay, okay. He's a lot. And you're right, like, this isn't, this is just his base instinct pumped up. Like, this is who he is. Yeah, this is, I mean, yeah, this is still Xander if he was an asshole hyena. It's not like asshole hyena has fully taken over Xander. I guess that the other bitches were assholes before they were hyenas. Yeah. Well, so is Xander. True. Talk about it. Period. Ended right. him. Um, and so this is when Buffy goes to Giles and Giles is like, so he's been being mean and <laughs> he's been whatever. What, well, I don't even remember what all he said, but he was like, sounds like he might be a 16 year old boy. Testosterone is the great equalizer. <laughs> it turns all men into idiots. It's funny. It's funny. So true. So true. That's an excuse. And we should let them get away with we it. We should let them get away with it. And that's what they were going to do. Right. And that's what he does. That's what he does. Until... Willow walks in and is like, the pig was eaten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> crunch, crunch. <laughs> Herbert. Buffy was like... 
and the pig was afraid of him. And Giles was like, the pig was afraid of him. And then Willow was like, he was eaten. <laughs> he got eaten. It's like, so you believe the instinct of the pig now a little too late. Too little too late. Well, girl, someone ate that pig. A little too late. All the right things to say. I'm going to know it's a little too late. Okay, wait. Gorgeous. The, the pig got ate. The pig got Willow's ate. crying. Ate down. Yeah, and this is when eight down is breakfast. And this is when Miss Giles is finally like, I'm going to go look some shit yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I'll go get my books, look stuff up, quoting Buffy. Quote. Uh, it's like, yeah, listen to her the first time. Believe get women. Your books. When women tell you that their friend is a hyena, believe them. Get your books, look stuff up. Look suck look, up. Look suck up. up. Look stuck up. Look suck up. Uh, look more stuck up, Giles. Principal Flutie goes up to the bullies. Not Great Xander. Name. Xander not with them. Noted. Notably, he is not. He there. has a worse crime to commit. Oh. Uh, I don't know where do we stand? Cannibalism versus sexual assault. Well, Timothee Chalamet is doing cannibalism. Yeah, so that's hot. So but think- notice he's not assaulting that girl that he likes in the movie. I'm gonna say they're both. Bad and terrible. I, you know, yeah. They're both bad. Period. End of statement? <laughs> yeah. They're I, both bad. I agree. Um, so Principal Flutie is like, hey, you, are, people saw you outside of Herbert's room. It's like, why did you have a whole room for the pig? I, they should have just let the pig walk around. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be cute. Sunnydale's lovely place. He would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. No monsters or anything that might eat a pig. Um, he takes them to their to his office because they there are a bunch of kids who saw them outside of the pig's room and he's like you ate the pig so you're coming with me um what would you do i feel like i would have called the police and been like these crazy children ate a pig alive i would tweak yeah i don't know that's a lot but he's like no i'm gonna take them to my room which has one window in it and i'm gonna shut the door (laughs) well principal flutie is big on giving kids second chances you know buffy comes in pilot episode she burned down her last school and he's like you got a blank slate here kid and that's really kind a lot of more principals should be like that yeah a lot of more kids should burn down more gyms i mean that's not the lesson but we see here that this is principal flutie's fatal flaw yeah. He believes kids. So he's like, I'm going to call your parents. And he grabs the phone. Well, he goes to grab the phone. And what I like, I think it might have been the little blonde bitch, grabs the phone instead. Uh-huh. And then he's like, uh, uh, and there's a little stare down. And then he hands the phone to Principal Flutie. And Principal Flutie is like, that's what I thought. But then the hyena jumps over the desk and each. First he scratches. All right, the scratch. But I'm like, that. That, the jumping over the desk, that is hyena acting. He is selling it. That's hyena behavior. That's hyena behavior. If I've ever seen it. Scratch, scratch, hyena behavior. And it does seem like uh, they're out of Principal Flutie's flute, a swan song. (laughs) R.I.P. And this is another point where, for me, it clicked. And I was like, oh, like, they just ate a person that's crazy. And then I was like, still to be... Confirmed or not confirmed, since I'm not that far into the show, I'm like, oh, are they going to do like a revolving door of principles? That would be cool. Cascade. We don't even know. Will there be another principal we, at this point? We don't know. Here? 
at the same time, we're seeing Buffy do research, and she says, Noah rejected hyenas from the Ark, saying they were a strange mix of cats and dogs. That kind of thing. Wow. Kind of fierce biblical reference. Truly. Yeah. But how did they get here then? I told you before, they doggy paddled. <gasps> right, because they're half dogs. So the hyena is the ultimate survivor. Outwit, outlast. (laughs) 40 days and 40 nights, 39 days, two hyenas. One. Survivor. (laughs) One orc. Orc. And then Willow, I like this line where Willow's like, why couldn't Xander be possessed by a puppy or some ducks? Cute. Would love a multiple duck possession. Ducks are a lot. That would still be a problem. One. (laughs) Would you rather be possessed by a puppy or... But one duck-sized puppy or 200 puppy-sized dogs? <laughs> I guess one duck-sized puppy. But That's like... sort of the same size if we're being... <laughs> exactly. <I know. laughs> one duck-sized puppy. Being possessed by multiple animals seems like you would lose it way quicker than just like singular hyena. Yeah. One hyena. One <laughs> Yeah. Well, was it one hyena that is possessing all five of these people, or were there five hyenas for the five pack? There were at least three hyenas, but that's the Lion King in me seeking. I think one of them is the spiritual leader of the hyenas mm. and did the eye thing. I can't remember how many hyenas highlighted their eyes that that day. Let's assume one for Color one. Color contacts. Okay. Yeah. Assuming one for one. Yeah, I'm gonna assume one for one. One for one. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Um, the, but Giles, is, Giles says there's a sect of animal worshippers called primals. They're able to draw animal spirits into themselves. If it goes unchecked, it turns out bad. And before he says that, he's like, can't believe I forgot this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, yeah, bitch, you think something would have clicked. Wait, I totally meant to tell you guys. Well, this happened a few episodes ago, too. I can't remember in yeah, what context. Pet episode. He was like, yeah, I had this friend in college who turned into a praying mantis or something like that. <laughs> he was like, my, fr- my friend in college claimed he saw a praying mantis and then he went crazy after seeing it. Uh, and then he was like, now I believe him or whatever. It's like, Giles, you have been doing this since you were a 10-year-old. And Get this is his page. fatal flaw. This is his fatal flaw. He thinks he knows better. But he don't. And he has no friends. Right. Could use more friends, Giles, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Listen, there's a large esoterica out there to remember, you know, Giles? That's your literal job. I get it, but it's big. But yeah. he's also a librarian. That's his other job. But there are no students who ever go in there. Yeah. Uh, Owen, yeah. from last episode, would beg to disagree. But only because he lost his other book. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy, because that library is very big and very pretty. Mm-hmm. And you know where the theater kids hanging out if they're not hanging out on the library. On stage. Yeah, the auditorium. Okay. Usually that's closed. Not in California. Not in California. No. Also, well, yeah, they also all have like a quad to hang out at. I feel like they're all oh, just true. outside all the time. Yeah. Because um, it's California. Buffy runs off to check out Herbert's room, sort of gather evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees the cage ripped apart. And then she turns to leave and Xander's standing there. Boo. has been waiting. And then she says, oh, like, okay, good, good to see you or whatever. And then just like pounces on him punches him to the floor and he says i've been waiting for you to jump my bones it's like gross yeah. Dis- disgusting as joe Dis- might say disgusting. <laughs> um then yeah it's just gross buffy and xander fight xander says she likes her men dangerous and mean like angel well just guess who just got mean 
I said, you sound really insecure, dude. Okay. Come on. He's like, I'm so nice and no one ever likes me. It's a lot. He was definitely there on January 6th. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a lot of gross implication in this scene and the direct uh, talk about Xander sexually trying to sexually assault Buffy. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, And like Xander is like, the more scared you get, the better you smell. Gross. And he's like, I, I love being on top or something. He's like, you know, you want a man on top or something. It's a lot. But he's right. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team do less work to quote Natalie Anderson or <laughs> Michelle Fitzgerald. I can't remember which one said that part of the iconic Team Bottom video. That part. That specific part. Listen, uh, fuck Xander here, Abby. But not in that way. No, not in that way. <laughs> And this was intercut with the attack on Principal Flutie uh, to make it clear that Xander was not in the room when they yeah. ate the man just when he was trying to rape someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and I, I just want, I couldn't remember if we talked about at the end of that scene where they like zoom in on the portrait of Principal Flutie that he has on his own desk. Cute. It's smiling. Cute. Ain't got a wife. Smile. In the 80s, <laughs> you do that. In the 80s, you had to do that. Just take smiling pictures. Well, I guess. But put it on your own desk. Yes. It's that like, was the yeah. thing. It's like, this is where I'd put a picture of me and my wife if I had one. So right. this is a picture of me. So it's a picture of me celebrating Goldberg kind of vibes. <laughs> or like if he has a student there and he has to, like, he's reprimanding the student and he has to leave for whatever reason, for mm-hmm. principal Smile. duties. It's like, I'm always watching. Yeah. Don't do any. Don't do anything. I'll That's be right back. When I just take the picture, it's not like he's looking at his own picture. The picture is set up. <laughs> it's true at the suit at the other chair. I like that. 100. I'm going to do that if I ever become a teacher. It's still very strange. True. Yeah, we sure, didn't we're... say we're not saying it's not strange. We're saying we're we like kind of it. Sa- it. Kind of sounded like you guys were saying it wasn't weird. I'm just trying to get in his head in his decision making process. Yeah. Well, Feel if the you get fluid. in that head, the hyenas are going to bite you because they ate the face and the body. In the mind, in the Feel. spirit. Well, Feel. we don't we don't know how much they ate of Principal Flutie. We gotta assume all of them. Most, anyway. Bones and all, you would say? Crunchy. Uh, <laughs> they did say that it, the going theory was that a pack of wild dogs got in the room. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's sort of like the when 30 boars come on your feral hogs come on your lawn, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's such a good question. Buffy walks in the library saying that Xander tried his hand at felony sexual assault. Call it out. She uh, really did. And Willow was like, okay. She wasn't like, wait, oh my God, are you okay? When she's like, what happened is she's dragging in Xander, throwing him in the cage. She's like, what happened? What happened? And Buffy's like, I had her with him at the table. And then yeah. she's like, he was going for felony sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And they do throw him in the gigantic cage in the library, which Mike was shocked to see. Which has never been in any of the previous episodes. It definitely has, and I've mentioned it before on the pod. It's always Ooh. been. If you've heard us talk about the cage on the pod before, let us know in the comments. Hashtag either Sam's right or hashtag Mike's right. Who do you believe? <laughs> And, you know, if I was more dedicated, I would go back and put in the part of the episode where I mentioned the cage, um, but I'm not going to. Because you wouldn't be able to find it. We'll let the fans decide. (laughs) Fans make the edit. I love the, what's it called, when people talk about the uh, justice of the people. What's it called? Like the Court of of Public Opinion. Mm, Court of Public um, Opinion. A citizen's arrest. (laughs) I said common opinion. A court of public opinion Mm. in the citizen's arrest. A citizen's arrest. Um, Giles is like, yeah, he got eight. And then they're all like, oh my God. And then Willow says, wait, 
What did she say? Come back to me. <laughs> Ate him up. Okay. Ate him up. <laughs> Ate him up. <laughs> Ate him up. Uh, Ate him right up. Ate him right up. Um, and this is when they make it very clear that Xander was not doing that. Xander did Xander not eat Principal Flutie. Xander was trying to rape, not trying yeah. to eat. Think about that for a moment. Thought about it. <laughs> Don't like it. Thank Don't. you. Don't. Like would have rather had him eating. A yeah, would much rather have had the possession be that he ate the dude. That's like stop. But we're just quirky like that. Leave Buffy alone. But I think that hyenas do rape because I'm pretty sure that female hyenas have gigantic. What's that called? Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> like something. No, but like kind of because they're like able to engorge it so hugely. Lawrence of Mylavia. That kind oh. of because it's and then it makes it difficult for male hyenas to enter them. Cool. Okay. Uh, giving. And then uh, there are people who think sometimes they see a female hyena, but they think it's a male hyena, much like dwarves in Lord of the Rings. Because the pussy so swollen. Because yeah, because pussy huge. Whoa, 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 Dwar- Not gonna direct the parents to this episode. Dwarves in Lord of the Rings have swollen puss? <laughs> no, they have, they... <laughs> Gimli makes a joke about them having beards. Got you. I was like, wait a minute. I missed that part. I gotta watch all of them. I gotta rewatch all of them. <laughs> I'm Googling hyena big vagina. <laughs> well, don't do that. Oh, yeah, okay. Female hyena has an eight-inch clitoris. Okay. Girl, she's gonna come. <laughs> Plus, more animal genital trivia. And I bet, and I bet the male hyena still can't find you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The crazy penises of female hyenas. I did not this ask. is out there. I can't believe you've never heard of this before. Girl, I did not ask. Just like they didn't I ask. Well, neither did Buffy. Right. <laughs> Put yourself in her shoes. <laughs> Okay. When you, if you do like a slideshow for the app, be sure to put in some pics of big, big hyena clitorises. Big hyena pus. It's my new drag name. <laughs> next album name. Yeah. It's my next project. Oy vey. Um, Buffy directs Giles to look into switching the bodies of the those possessed, and just if Giles is like, well, I can. Put it into a different body, and Buffy's like, dude, that's not gonna be helpful. Yeah, he's like trying to reference the Malleus Maleficarum, and I'm like, okay, like this might be in here, like he might be able to glean. Girl, something. is it in there or not? There's <laughs> something about demonic possession in there, but I'm like, in this specific instance, like human transference of a curse, like, no, you're not gonna find it in the Malleus Maleficarum. It's like nonsense <laughs> that this German guy wrote about witch hunting. Like, I no. don't know, do a reread and get back to us. Okay, I'll reread it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, then this is after that, they, like Buffy and Willow, Buffy and Giles decide that they need to go question the zookeeper who must have known something about these hyenas. Uh, and Willow's like, I'll stay here. And they're like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> She's like still obsessed with being alone with Xander. Even yeah. after he told her to fuck off, he tried to rape her best friend. She knows that. She still can't help it because love makes people do crazy things. And she puts the keys in her pocket so that they're kind of hanging out a little bit. <laughs> right. So he knows. But no also, need to leave these on the table far away from the gate. No. Listen, I think through this scene, like, she knows, you know, like, she knows that he is. Yeah, I agree. Like, because she does, you know, he wakes up. Yeah. She goes up to the cage. He's like, where am I? So it's like, 
I think she's letting him play her a little bit. And then, like, she's testing him to see what's really in there. And she sees. Yeah, because he's like, "What? I'm so scared. Like, oh, like, please. Well, our lives were so much better before Buffy got here. We And she was like, she saved her li- our lives many times. And then it was like, before she was here, our lives were not in danger. And that is a good point. True. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of collecting her in this argument. It's a solid but moot point because the Hellmouth was there. Like, it was going to get dangerous. They probably would have gotten eaten by vampires. Yeah, they'd be dead by now. Yeah, we never know. I mean, Xander's already, what? Wasn't he praying mantis fodder, too? Yeah. 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 So, you know, Willow's getting closer and closer to the cage. And she knows what's up. And there's a huge book slot in it. Yeah. Uh, And so... She's like, well, it's a book library, book a book, a book jail, book jail library. where the bad books go. <laughs> the forbidden section. Uh, <laughs> banned books. Is that where they do the book burnings? And that's where mm-hmm. they do the book burnings. The restricted section. The restricted section. <laughs> this, the screaming book face. Scariest mm-hmm. moment in movie history. Mm-hmm. Buzzfeed article. Uh, <laughs> Xander reaches through the book slot and Willow's like, now I know. It's like, Willow, what did you think? Why would you, what didn't you understand already? We already knew. Like, we been knew. <laughs> we knew. Like, you could have really just sat at the computer and been like, shut up, Xander. Hi, you know, like, whatever. We also got, uh, again, a dialogueless scene of a woman walking through a park. Slime. Uh, with a baby. With a baby. Baby Bjorn. Many viewers thought that she was Buffy because it was dark and she was blonde. Still, we're, we're calling out the show for not lighting their night scenes very well. No. She did It look still like doesn't Buffy. look good at night. No. no. It took me a while to realize that she had a baby. They don't make that clear they until... They hit the baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should have been... It's hard. Yeah. Because if they had shown the baby earlier, people wouldn't have thought it was Buffy. No, because it's like, why would Buffy have a baby? Buffy didn't have a baby last time I saw her, and now she does? That could be Buffy. Buffy has no child. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy is mother, but without child. Right. And you're like, oh my god, they're gonna eat this baby. Madonna without child. Madonna without child. They don't eat the baby. What's Madonna without child? What does that mean? Oh, just the Madonna with child. It's just oh, like like, like Jesus. That's what I was thinking. Like Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jeans is working on a new character. It's Jesus, but he only wears jeans. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. No, it's bad. No, go. No, I won't. They can edit it out. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. Say, it. No. say what you're gonna say. We'll yeah, dab it out. I hate you. What were you gonna say? Say it. Okay, fine. Safe space. <laughs> I think I was thinking of a dumb movie idea, and it was like, what if I make a movie like? Wait, get into the mic with this. Okay, what if I make a movie where it's like Jonathan Van Ness playing Jesus on the nose, but it's like he's like gay besties with Mary Magdalene, and like it's really like just like a dramatic retelling of like his gay relationships with the um, disciples and shit. And it's just like, oh, this might play on like out TV or something. Yeah. It sounds like Gay of Thrones, but yeah, Gay of Thrones with Jesus, a Catholic he, bent. And he's already done like a skit where he like is Jesus. But I'm just like, what if we take it to the silver screen? Flesh it out a yeah. little bit. It's the like, silver, a movie? Yeah. A film? It's yeah. like when you see a character on SNL and you're like, oh boy, I would love to see that character for two and a half hours. Yeah, exactly. Like I saw, to Lauren's ears. Yeah. No I one's s- ever said that. <laughs> right. I don't know. David S. Pumpkins. Pretty funny. If that, com- if that becomes a movie. Where's the album? Where's the album? <laughs> Where are the jokes? <laughs> so yeah, the, the but the hyenas don't even chase this woman and the baby. Like Mm-mm. they're they just laying just... on the grass, yeah. cuddling up. In they're their... full. They're like asleep. 
They are full from principal fluid. And they are cuddling a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like sexually charged. You guys are wearing like pleather. Do you think they were couples before they were hyena? And no. this, they were just mean so. kids who all hung out. I don't know. Mean kids who all hung out and maybe like two of them had sex. Well, Mike's initial thing, as soon as he saw the bad kids walk into the hyena hut in the beginning, the hyena house, he was like, they're going to fuck in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I was... They give sexual attention. Yeah, they were going into the, like, closed-off hyena cage on the school trip yeah. out out and about. Maybe this was their opportunity to fuck. To Mike, is this fuck. what you did on school trips? Find the place to fuck? Mm-hmm. Find the yeah. place to fuck. That was Mike's job. What was the best one? In the hyena pit. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's where my mind went. I was Not like, true. I've done this. <laughs> I saw the zebras, and I was like... I'm gonna do that. <laughs> but where should I do it? But where should I do it? <laughs> I wish this was an episode where I was interrupted by the zebra. That would have been to- sick. I mean, really commenting on the white and black sort of uh, racial tensions that we're discussing in this episode. Or mm-hmm. just like eating grass. Eating grass. Mostly just eating grass. Your ass is grass. And I'm, and I'm eating it. <laughs> and I'm eating it. Okay. Better joke. <laughs> Well, that's from Buffer, is what I said. Uh, so no, we see, see Buffy and Giles talking to the zookeeper, and the zookeeper is not very surprised. Uh, he's like, the hyenas, they're very, it's a very rare breed, and he's like, he knows about the primals too. It's like, hmm. zookeeper strangely Suspish. down. Sus. Yeah. Wait, does are they both talking to the zookeeper, or does Giles go in alone? No, but this that's later. Buffy okay. and Giles are like talking to him, and they're, he's like, we can do a reverse possession. Uh, Naturally, and then he says, "Always when a hyena feeds, they need, then they rest, then they will find the member of the missing member of their pack." That's okay. So that's why they didn't eat the baby. They were resting. They were resting. Yeah, they were had already fed. Okay, I wish I heard him say that because I would have been like, "Oh my god, the missing member, Willow," you know. <laughs> uh, and that is sort of what <laughs> Buffy said. <laughs> you could be, but you should wait. I can't believe we cast the, a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Didn't think. Alex Willow. I'll dye my hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buffy. You could you would you would give us Willow. Of course. You would give us either. Sure. But it say. seemed like you were very in on yeah, Willow before. Really and now Willow? you're trying to trend. It was a Freudian slip because I want to be Willow. Yeah. Oh, I thought you wanted to be Buffy. No, I'll be whatever. Okay, I'm gonna do it right now. Sam, Buffy, um Whoa. Joe, Willow, Mike Xander. Wow. <laughs> We're leaving. Me, Giles. <laughs> <laughs> me, Giles. I thought you were going to make me, Giles. That's, I mean, to be Buffy is uh, an honor. Yeah. And Mike and I can fuck out of here. We're bad characters. True. You can write, you have permission to write me off. Okay. No, okay. Mike Cordelia. Ooh, now Slam. that's interesting. The role of a lifetime. Me? The pig? <laughs> <laughs> no. As long as I get to be the praying mantis. <laughs> You would say as Natalie French. Thank you. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about this last episode, and I didn't look it up this episode. But I, like, there was a Buffy card game, and like, you, there are so they released a set of them for all of the first four seasons, and like, there aren't really that many characters in the first seasons, and so like, the individual episode villains got cards. Like Incredible. Natalie French is a card, and so is her basement. Retweet. <laughs> Natalie French's basement. Yeah. See you there. Like, it like actually kind of does. It's like Natalie French's basement. Literally That's a good see team you name. there. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Girls. Um, pincers. Yeah. Pincers. This is when I see, again, Willow's like watching a hyena video. And uh, she's about this right now. She's doing the research. Yeah. She hacked. 
She, yeah, she must have hacked into like a pre-YouTube and found hyena vids. Uh, and then like we see the hyenas up at the window going, Willow, Willow. Because earlier in the episode, we learned that hyenas will like go outside the range of a tribe's fire and learn the names of a pack or a group of someone in the group of people and then call out to them from the darkness until they come out and then they eat them. Where was I when this was happening in the episode? These explanations. Girl, it was the first scene with the zookeeper. And mm. I mean, the zookeeper was giving bad vibes the whole time. So I forgive people who tune out. I was on my phone. One hundred. Yeah. But yeah, he did say that. He really did. He was like, they'll be like parroting back their name to them. I'm like, okay, spooky. And again, it was like those scenes where it's like really, really quiet. And then all you hear is like, well. It's like, all right, this is effective. Like, I'm scared. It was scary. Um, And then she notices them and they break the glass of the window. And the windows are the kind that are, like, really high up. Yeah. Like, yeah. near the ceiling. And then they jump down to the ground. This episode and the previous episode, there were people, like, peeking up over a high window. Scary. That's. I mean, it's the visual language of the show so far. It's giving... They chase her around. Willow runs through the hallways. They break the cage, Xander is in. Like, they just rip off the door of the metal cage. We did see earlier in the episode they were capable of breaking through the metal of Herbert's cage. True. Yeah, it's a nice image. The gnarled cages. Yeah. And it's fun to watch them fuck it up. They chase her around. She goes into a, a classroom and she gets under the desk. And she hides. Me too. She hides. But the pack can smell... They've, that's like their one. Other than super strength, they got their smell. They're you so the good at smelling. The whole time was you, you were you who was like, they can smell you. They can smell you, Willow. I feel like we were all saying that. Yeah. I think we all said that. Stinky. <laughs> we were all saying that, and it wasn't just Sam. Okay, Victoria. <laughs> um, Victoria and Paris. Emily and Paris. Huh? Victoria. Victoria Paris. Justice. Okay. Sure. Was she in Paris? True Jackson VP. Was she caught? She said, That's I think we all sing. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Xander. I'm the, the new VP. <laughs> <laughs> I only ever saw a couple episodes of that show, but when I, because I, it was like right at the end of my Nicktoons tenure. Here's the thing. Or was it Disney? I'm going to pitch Nick. something real quick. Okay. And it's the let's watch a decom comes back and it's let's watch True Jackson VP. <laughs> okay. Or, and then after that, you, <laughs> can, no, expand no, it, yeah, no you can expand it out to all of Kiki's. Filmography. Let's wow. watch Kiki. Let's watch a Kiki. Let's watch. Let's a watch a Kiki. Kiki. Palmer. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's every the <laughs> theme song is. Let's watch a Kiki. A I want to watch a Kiki. Right. <laughs> I want to watch a Kiki. Lock the doors tight. It's solid. It's solid. <laughs> I it I you know I think we worked it out. Um and then so. Xander and one of the girls walk in the room and they sniff around a little bit and they're like, mm, she must not be in here. So we don't see them walk out the door, but the door closes. You hear their little footsteps. Mm, but they were playing a trick because mm -hmm. as soon as they leave, Willow waits a second and then like comes out of the top of the <laughs> desk and just screams because Xander still is standing there. She, and Xander, Good trick. Xander pounces over top of the desk and she runs out the door and then the other girl is there but then Buffy hits her in the bag with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Incredible. She should. She's really moving. She's back and forth between the sets. Yeah. yeah. And then she really like knocks out Xander right hook or something. Yeah. She 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 knocks Xander to the ground and then just drops the fire extinguisher on him and then her Buffy or her Giles and Willow get in the classroom and lock the door. Which is what Willow should have done in the first place but whatever. 
Yeah. You know, when you're scared. You act wild. They, they're like, okay, we got to get them to the zoo to do this demon unpossessing thing. Yeah. Out of that book. (laughs) Well, first they're like, oh my God, it sounds like they left. And Willa's like, could be a trick. This could be a trick. She's learned. She's learning her lesson. Yeah. Every time something happens to her, she says, hey, that could happen. (laughs) Hey, remember when that happened? That could happen again right now. And she's right for that. Yeah. But it's not a trick. And Buffy says, they're definitely strong, but I think they're getting stupider. Great line. Uh, She's probably right. Seems that way. Uh, And this is where we cut to an unrelated scene that we think. It's like this couple fighting with each other, leaving a dinner party. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I can't believe you said that. And the guy's like, I didn't say she looks better than you. I was saying she looked better. And they're fighting in front of their son. Yeah, so bad. And he's like eating ice cream, just like not saying anything. And she's like, you have to chew it. You have to chew it. And he's like, they better get divorced soon. I want to have two birthdays and two Christmases. Can I have another ice cream? (laughs) Chew that ice cream. Uh, and then the hyenas attack. Obviously, they can't find the keys because I guess the hyenas stole. They get, the well, keys? they get they get in the car, but they don't have keys, so they just left their car unlocked. They're probably right. just fighting, and they forget the keys. Honestly, rooting for the hyenas to eat the parents. Yeah, yeah. and then the hyenas attack. Xander yeah. destroys the glass in the window, uh, and they're attacking for a little bit until Buffy shows up and kicks them all in the face, basically, and stands on top of the car. And she's like. Chase me. Yeah, she says something good. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know what you want. And then she's like, come and get me. And then runs away and Dunham. And it's like, slay. Buffy runs all over this town. She yeah. needs a bike. Yeah. Like, a scooter. Anything. She, and when she's not wearing her slaying clothes, it's like. I, I haven't seen a single outfit that didn't slay. I think <laughs> Buffy needs like a hover bike or a hoverboard or a, a motorcycle. Can't yeah. Willow like invent her a jetpack or something? That's what nerds do on these shows. Yeah, not yet though. She's not, not there yet. yet. Uh, yeah, she runs. Giles and Willow arrive at the hyena house. The zookeeper, uh, like Giles runs in and Giles finds him, finds the zookeeper fully in <laughs> some kind of garb. Face He's, painted. Yeah, fully looks face painted, bad. Uh, like like party city voodoo priest. I hope this bad. man never runs for office. Listen, it's we not great. But Giles is like, okay, so you obviously had this like. Giles is like, are you ready? Outfit. Are you ready to do the ritual? And he's, he's like, like, yeah. You're too ready, Mama. Giles is putting it together, obviously, because he sees the symbol on the ground, and he's like, oh, of course, the symbol. You would need this to do the to have it happen. And Giles is like, wait, why was it already there? It must have been there when the kids got possessed. And he's like, it must have really stung th- that five teenagers could do what you couldn't. And then he's like, yeah, but I also get their power. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, dude. Like, And he's like trying to, he like dyed half of his hair black or something. It's no, like, it's the blue face paint. Like, Oh, just, mm, yeah. Mm. Still not a great makeup application. No. No, not a great makeup application and not a great choice. Like, racially. No, absolutely. Very insensitive. And I feel as though, I'm like, if we're talking about makeup application, it's like, am I supposed to believe he did this? Like, I know it was the makeup artist, but at the same time, okay, maybe it's bad and that's why I believe he did it. But at the same time, it is trash. Yeah, I mean... Episode six, 
they're sort I mean, I, they've already, they've just been really thinking a lot, I guess, about like all sorts. I don't know. It just feels bad. I, I, there have not been any, you know, African-American actors really on the show. And so to have them be like, we're going to do this whole awful African-American or I mean, African demon possession sort of thing. And then like literally still not have any black people on the show. It's just kind of like, yeah. What did you want them to do? Cast a person of color? Well, I as the not, villain, maybe they would see... No, we'll see, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't be able to be fixed just in this singular episode where it's like, if they had cast a black man to be the zookeeper, yeah. it's like, that's not good either. Yeah, no. that no, really had, good in the 90s. They had, to do, they had to do their part from the start and yeah. have a racially diverse cast. Yes, yeah. I was joking and I... Agree. I know, I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was saying your joke. Sorry for joking your joke. Sorry for jarking your jark. I'm joking. Jerking my joke. Uh, and so yeah, he hits Giles with the stick, and then Willow runs in because she heard Buffy and is bringing the pack, and Buffy's like, "They're behind me." Willow runs in, and uh, like Willow, he the zookeeper gets Willow and starts tying her up. And She's like, "Where's Giles?" And he's like, "Oh, he's in the other room." Lying in wait. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, Willow doesn't know anything. She still trusts the zookeeper. Literally so. getting tied up. Right. Tied up, knife to throat. And right. she's just like, oh yeah, this is all just part of the whole trick. This is part of the thing. <laughs> it wasn't. I've been there, It's Willow. not part of the thing. It's so weird because she just learned about tricks. And now she's getting tricked again. Well, she doesn't think she's going to be tricked all the time. <laughs> right. She's like, wait, I already anticipated a trick today. <laughs> again? A trick that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my god. Well, the next time someone tries to tie her up and put a knife to her throat, I think she'll click. It'll click for her. She'll, she'll be like, hold on. That. That this person, has happened before. Yeah, she'll see this happening. Like you two sit next to each other and she'll be like, Sam, be careful. Mike could tie you up and put a knife to your throat. It's like, yeah, I asked him to do that. Here, give yeah. me that knife. <laughs> right. Uh, Buffy runs in and like the hyenas pounce on Buffy, but then the zookeeper says some kind of magical word, uh, and all of the things rearrange the spirits, uh, and suddenly he has all the power of the hyena, and the people are done being hyenas. Xander instantly gets up and tackles him to the floor. Because he's got that knife against Willow's throat, so you're like, oh, maybe Xander loves Willow. Um, Unlikely. Unlikely. Imagine that. Uh, they, they they fight for like a second really mm-hmm. uh, Buffy and the zookeeper but then uh, Buffy just kind of like he doesn't like him. he doesn't get anything in she like flips him once and then flips him into the enclosure yeah and mm-hmm. he gets eaten by hyenas kind of I mean this is what you would expect from this episode that is the that's ending. the ending yeah. but Buffy does run over and like he's like hanging on and before he gets dragged down she does run over and try and like save him cause Buffy's a good guy yeah Buffy's the good guy here but it doesn't work and his ass gets eight. By, right. by, the... by one to five hyenas. <laughs> Good riddance. Yeah. He did suck. And it yeah. was like, okay, the zookeeper is way too down, way too fast. Why do you know about... I mean, he was also quoting Malayam. It's like, okay. Do you think like tomorrow when the zoo opens, people are going to be like, tragic that the zookeeper fell into the enclosure or do you think they're gonna be like murder no i think they're all gonna be happy he's gone True. he was giving bad vibes <laughs> like oh finally like, we are him. Yeah. they'll be like oh well maybe the hyenas just ate him all up so they don't even know <laughs> left no crumbs <laughs> he left no crumbs and then he's just like where did that creepy guy go and they're just like i don't know Good and like ends. i hope it's that future for them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're kind of like well he shouldn't have gotten in the enclosure that's on him yeah Zoinks. There was caution tape for a reason. A reverse Harambe. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> exactly. 
Xander unties Willow. Giles stumbles out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Zan- maybe Giles and the zookeeper were doing a little something. Sucking. <laughs> Period. Uh, and we cut to the next day. The vice principal is going to take over until a replacement comes. And Xander's like, of course. Wait, what happened? So I just remember me going into the hyena exhibit and then waking up there like the next day. And he's like, did anything else happen? And Buffy's like, no. Yeah. She really lets him off scot-free here. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar and a cheat. He's a liar. Oh, and Buffy's in the the, the most incredible outfit. Yeah. Per usual, but yeah. like really good. And like who is on her shirt right in? Like I need I to know. I thought it was RuPaul. And she's wearing <laughs> this really cute. Joe, not everyone is RuPaul. It look, it's like giving a RuPaul tea. Uh, it is giving a RuPaul tea. And it was like the time. It was like the time. No, and, like, she, was she would wearing, not like, have had that. Um, honestly, like maybe a kimono underneath the t-shirt. Yes, like a, some kind of kimono, mini skirt pink, black thigh high boots. Black skull cap. Winter hat. Yeah. Fanny pack. And it's like, it's 80 degrees outside. <laughs> I live. She, she wears great. coats literally every episode. And I love it. Outerwear. Yep. Outerwear. And so Xander, Xander's like, haha, great. Catch you later. Turns around, sees Giles there. And he, Giles is like, it's the strangest thing. I've been, I haven't read a single thing about memory loss associated with animal possession. And, and Xander's like, you're not going to tell them, right? And Giles is like, your secret is safe with me, bro. And they like fist bump, basically. <gasps> but we've got to stick together. It's gross. <laughs> Hate this. Yeah, we were like, Giles is actually making headway. But then this mm. happened. No, predators protecting predators. Yeah. Literally that. Like, sort of half a step forward, 45 steps back. And 45, specific number. Cultural commentary. It's gnarly. It's just like, wow, we're still there. Okay. Well, this was what? 1990-something? 97. Probably shot in 96. Mm-hmm. So it was okay to do that. Not okay to do that, just... Just okay. Just okay then. <laughs> just okay then. No, yeah, we've been shocked pretty much every episode that Xander is a character we were intended to be rooting for. Yeah. Gnarly. And it's just glaring. Which leads us to one of our segments of the show, uh, Xander Slander. What was your guys' least favorite Xander moment of the episode? Ooh, I think when he tried to rape. Yeah. That was bad. That was bad. I think bad. we'll all be in agreement this episode. We do do this every episode, in case you guys don't listen. Uh, no, no, we, no. we do talk about the worst Xander moment, and I would say, yeah, the rape. The rape. Bad. Bad. Worst. Um, bad. Um, but if we take them off the table, maybe it'll be more fun to figure out what the second one is. Right, but that's um, pretending like he did it. Oh right. yeah, Buffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah asking like for forgiveness. Forward, yeah. Yeah. he didn't yeah. ask for forgiveness. No, he's no, asking no for forgiveness. He asked for forgetness. Hello, <laughs> got him. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, and okay, and on. I feel like we gotta like a, do a special note here for some Giles slander because Giles is just letting him get away with it. He's like, I'm gonna let this rapist. Continue to hang out with our group. He Trish. said he tried to rape you. Sounds like a teenager. <laughs> Sounds like a teenage boy, Buffy. It's like, oi, 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 you're the teacher. Maybe in London. Ooh. <gasps> London slander in the pod. UK slam. You right. Call it out. UK, huh? Bing, bang, bong. No. <laughs> uh, moving on to biggest slay. What was that moment of the episode that maybe you go mm. slay? When Cordelia came up in the credits. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, there were some slays. Honestly, when that hyena extra, like, 
crawled mm. over the desk. I was like, that's yes. a sleigh. <laughs> like, and also just everything Buffy wore. It's really yeah. Buffy getting the Diet Coke and um, croissant. and the croissant. <laughs> and she the calls runs. it a croissant. Yeah, she's like, my croissant with butter <laughs> is now gone, but that was my croissant. croissant. Like, that was a sleigh for me. My biggest sleigh was the hot dog play, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Prop Second. work. Prop work. It was really funny. Prop work. W E R K and the styrofoam lunch trays really took me back. <laughs> you know. What about y'all? I this is bleeding over a little bit into the fashion moment, but I was really into the pig all dressed up as the mascot. <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. I thought there was a really. I, mine is also pig related. There's a really good act break cut where, like the they the pig does like some amazing acting, like gr- giving fear, and mm. it just like it jolts in a weird way, and they play a sound effect at the exact right moment, and it is perfect for mm. the end of an act. It's a don't eat me. What about his IMDb? The pig. Well, yeah, Herbert got eaten. Herbert Do you got think eaten. Herbert played Babe? Was that babe? Pig in the city? I don't know. I don't Definitely know. like I know. a nepotism baby of babe. Yeah. <laughs> a nepotism, nepotism babe. babe. A nepotism babe. Duh, it was right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we can move on to fashion moment while I oh look up God. the pig. Uh, what was everybody's fashion moment of the episode? This can be positive or negative. Well, I mean, I'm going to continue to praise Buffy's wardrobe, girl. Like mm-hmm. the halter dress she's wearing to the bronze with Angel's jacket over it and Porch. the like subtle makeup. I w- well, not so subtle. Whorish and subtle <laughs> at the same time. White eyeshadow. White <laughs> eyeshadow with black and like just enough blush. It was gorge. Yeah, if she came up to me and I was like, not bartending, I guess, working the cafe bar at the bronze and she ordered, I'd be like, anything you want for free. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> But my fashion slate, putting what? all the Buffy outfits aside, mm-hmm. as you must. Was, you love putting the top tier things in well, the trash for it the feels obvious. episode. Right. No, um, it's the Willow outfit. The Willow look. Willow the, the was great. Sweater, yeah. Orange sweater, little Green plaid skirt moment. Green skirt, so good. A colored tight. She's just like, I am in high school. Like, she is serving young when everyone else literally looks 30. And I appreciate I'm going to build off the Willow look. Um, she also had these orange dye earrings. Yes. Very cute accessory. Yeah. Was very into that. Um, staying with the accessory route. I loved Buffy's scarf at the zoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. She looked so good on that. She looked like a flight attendant. Yeah. Also, Lady In Mi- a good way. Lady Michael's green pleather jacket. Cunt. <laughs> Lady Michael. <laughs> Lady Michael. The Lady Michael. Uh, mine is just the general aesthetic of the pack, like mm-hmm. we were talking about. They were all in dark, and I, you know, I am rocking sort of an all black, all gray look right now, inspired by the pack, I'm sure, in some subconscious Grunge way. Grow. Uh, Grunge and then I felt like I had another one. I, and I think it was negative. Oh, obviously, the when he got dressed up in the garb to Absolutely. do yeah. possession, that's my mm-hmm. negative spotlight of the episode. Racially certain ceremonial costume very bad yeah extremely not yeah. good yeah Jal served same episode same outfit all episode even though it was over multiple days and it was that striped shirt and a red sweater vest do, do we think giles sleeps at the library yes i don't want to know what that green suit smells like you know what i mean <laughs> like 
I feel like Giles, department. when he wears his usual uniform, like the tweed, he looks good. But it's it's unfortunate we never really get to talk about it because it's never like striking. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's dependable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when he's like disheveled and shit, like o- overbooked, I'm like, okay, Giles. His glasses. Is he has slut glasses. Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. They're like wire frames. Say something, eyes. Look slut at these. glasses, like Sam and yours. Mine don't have rims. Yeah, but it's still wire. It's still wired. That's your glasses are even more naked. Your glasses don't rim. They're not slutty. Huh? <laughs> they don't rim. They don't like rim. <gasps> oh my gosh. Those are all of our segments, I think. Oh, oh, the Slayer. The, the oh my Scooby gosh, yeah. Scooby, Scooby Power Ranking. This is where we talk through the who did the most on the good team to like save the day. Obviously, Buffy number one. Buffy's yeah. always number one. Buffy's number one. Xander not even close to the list. No. He Xander's, literally was on the evil Xander's team. Xander's the problem. Xander's not right. on the list this week. He's the problem. Willow also a problem this episode. She was like, "No, it's me. Xander's fine." So probably just Buffy because even Giles was like, "I'm not looking that up." Giles was bad. I think Willow. Willow helped a little bit in some assists. She was like watching for the dogs, watching. She almost Bro- gave Xander the key. She almost no, gave Xander the key. She w- let herself get tied up. No, yeah, she- like what? No, whether she knew or not, and I agree that she did know, but she still got way too close. Yeah, but I'm just saying. In between her and Giles, I think Giles helped a little bit more. Yeah, because he opened oh, yeah, a Giles book. Definitely helped more because he opened a book, but then his ass got knocked out immediately. So it's like, yeah, the only person that really did anything this episode was Buffy. Classic. Classic. Every week, it's always Buffy. <laughs> there was one week where it was Giles, but it is usually Buffy number one. Well, yeah. it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. So. No, I mean, yeah, taking Buffy <laughs> off the table, as not I might say. Taking Buffy off the table. Um, Giles, because his ass opened a book. Okay, so are we ready Crack for the, the tease for next week? Please. <gasps> Please. This will be season one, episode seven titled Angel. <gasps> what could it be about? Maybe we'll actually see TV's him. TV's Davis Boreanaz. Boreanaz. B-A-N-A-N-A-S and Z. Bones and all. Bones. Seal Team. We talk about Bones and Seal Team every time Angel comes up. Okay, so while Buffy grows more and more annoyed with Angel's mysterious disappearing act, she can't deny her growing obsession with him. Meanwhile, it's killing Xander that Buffy doesn't have a clue how he feels about her, and as he vents his frustration at the Willow, she knows all too well how he feels. And in the underworld, the master is incensed that Buffy has taken the lives of so many members of his family, and he summons warrior vampires to annihilate her. Oh, wow. So well. the anointed one not really coming back into play. No, that, that didn't mention the anointed one at all. Is the anointed one a child? Yes. Crazy. Whose child is this? It is the anointed one. Yeah. And we're never going to see that child again. I don't like Who the knows? master, and I don't like the anointed one. I love the master, but only his look. I feel like what he says is annoying a lot. Obviously, the Dex villain is just so much more iconic that it's hard to. Really spoiling Mike. <laughs> wow. I feel like I'm not spoiling Mike. I'm not, I'm being very vague. R.I.P. Master. There will be a future villain, apparently. The Master. Angel. Girl, how long did this show run? I have a Halloween mask that looks exactly like the Master, so I have an affinity to him. But as like he does be on some tangents. As he does be on some tangents, and I think that's a great way to it's time to wrap. Uh, speaking of, as he be on some tangents, Joe, do you have anything you'd like to plug for oh our listeners? Oh my gosh, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, all platforms, at Queervo Queen. <clears throat> and I also have great. an EP out called <gasps> Revelations You Can Stream on SoundCloud, Mama. 
It's a very good EP. I oh my God. would say listen to it. It's witchy. There's a song about the Malleus Maleficarum on it. Is there? Yeah. And does well, it say if possession is in it or not? Yeah, it does. <laughs> what? Which song is that? It's called Maleficarum. Maleficarum. Yeah, like you'll know. You'll know. I just, I just, I'm always spinning Blood Moon at Midnight. It's a hit. I was a Thank Maleficarum so girl. It should have been the out. single. I remember that. Yeah. Should have been the single. Blood Moon is Blood Moon the second Midnight. single. It needs more attention, I agree. Uh, Kantai, where can our listeners reach you? Um, I'm on the all apps uh, at Kantai Kantai. Um, follow my letterbox though. I really want more followers on letterbox. And he, the thing is that could be Kantai farts and I don't remember. Right. So if you go to the Instagram, follow me on Instagram, click through the link in bio <laughs> to get to my letterbox, follow the letterbox. Then I think we'll be all good. Really yeah, driving your people through. I mean, yeah. it's very, very good. You, that was really You gotta get to the Instagram. You might as well follow it. Yeah, yeah. if you're there, slip it a follow. Cute things are posted. Babies. Dogs. Why don't, why don't you check out Grubbin' Gals on Instagram, oh, yeah, too? Yeah, while you're there, another link in the bio is at Grubbin' Gals with only one G in between Grubbin' and, ga- and Al's. Mm-hmm. Grubbin' Gals. Oh. Good, wow. good to know. Yes. A portmanteau. Yes. Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? As always, at Flawless Lawless. I guess I'll give a, a shout out to the food Instagram account. Uh, waiting to collab with Grub and Gals. But I'm at Amateur Food Maybe Vibe. after this pod. Yeah, maybe we'll have a, a pack-themed collab after this. We're going to eat Joe. <laughs> I said that. I said pig tonight. <laughs> pig tonight. It's what's for dinner. Joe's a pig now. Giving a little piggy. Now... Sam, anything to plug? Oink, oink. Um, yeah, follow <laughs> us at Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter. Uh, follow uh, follow me at Bitterders Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're talking Survivor till the end of time. Uh, and, you know, please leave... I, you know, I feel like people are tuned up by now, but leave us a five-star review. Um, we, don't in, ha- we still don't have any yeah. from since we started doing wow. Buffy Boyfriends. Uh, would love to read a review. You Hit put, them stars. Give, put, like, a little Marvel-esque post credits like thing that people need to hear so they listen all the way through Mm -hmm. well uh, yeah i just i don't know what that would be it's someone reveal mystique yeah someone come (laughs) out or tell a secret people would stay every week (laughs) yeah someone tell a secret great idea yeah we'll have the guest tell a secret okay Okay, my secret is that (laughs) secretly <laughs> Bad secret. You should be screaming that oh from the my God. But okay. you know we're moving on. Can't I do have a secret? Yeah, my secret is I currently do have two tabs open on the Google Chrome on my phone, the Google Chrome app on my phone. Two different tabs to two different fan fictions on fanfiction.net. Of glee characters? No, oh, Teen Wolf and no one, okay. One Direction. No. <laughs> That's amazing. Is it Larry? I don't know. Okay. I'm not that far into okay. it. Okay. If it's Larry, it's okay. We have very different experiences looking for fanfiction. Um, and I think that wraps us up. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Joe and Conde, for being here. This was a lovely two hours and 43 seconds. Um, mm. Lovely stuff. Love Should have stopped talking 43 seconds ago. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. bye.